Hello everyone in podcast land, I'm David. And I'm Jono. And this is the show where we tell you your gaming future. We tell you about all the games you want to play, the ones you don't, and the ones that you're going to have to play because everyone else will be. This is the Let's Wing It show. And today, we have quite a treat for you. We're going to be talking about three different, actually four different gaming showcases that happened in the last week. The Xbox one, the Summer of Games one, the Capcom one, and the Ubisoft one. Uh, we're also going to be talking about Final Fantasy 16. The demo was dropped this week. Uh, we've both dipped our toes in that. Uh, and, you know, another <laughs> couple of random topics as we as we kind of just wing it. You know, we just go wing it. Yeah. We just got to have a little bit of fun because, you know, yeah. we... we we have had complaints in the past. Uh, we haven't played or talked about games that much. Fair. Um, I would just say the same excuses I've been saying over and over again is that I I was in the process of moving. I have moved. And I'm kind of still in that weird limbo transition because like 90% of my stuff is... No, 95% of my stuff is still in storage. And um, nice. it I do have my PS5. I do have my PS5, so I, I obviously tried to find the 16 and playing some games, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, but I we can talk about this because there's uh, there's a lot of trailers and there's a lot of games, and I only are well, I'm not really, I'm I'm interested in a handful. Okay, uh, John, I'll let you decide. Do you want to talk about Final Fantasy 16 first or the press conferences? Let's talk about the press conferences, just in okay. case. People who just are tuning in, they want to know what's going on. And 5C16, uh, we could talk about it a little bit more, but that could cater to maybe just like a core group of people. Uh, no, nah, it it's going to be the biggest game. It's going to be the biggest game of the month for sure. Okay, okay. Oh, um, let's damn. start with the Xbox showcase. And that started off strong with the Fable reboot trailer. It starts off with, uh, was it Richard Ayode uh, from, <laughs> I know him from IT Crowd, but he's in lots of stuff. Uh, yeah. and it's kind of a goofy trailer, you know, it's sort of like a an interview and he's talking about how heroes are dumb, but vegetables are good. <laughs> it it uh, was just... it was a very interesting trailer because mm-hmm. uh, I thought he was going to be a good guy. And then right at the end, he became a bad guy. Yeah. I th- um, yeah, I thought it was a really <laughs> clever little take on how to tell the story in the trailer. Like, I like trailers that are their own little short story. And that one is like, that is a, a great little turn. Uh, I think it does a really cool job getting me hyped about the game. I think yeah. uh, what will become a pattern. And I think a complaint that will be consistent from the Xbox show is yes, these are like in engine in game clips, but it's so yeah. short and cut up that it's hard to get an idea of like, you know what the game is. And so, well, well, my, my complaint about that is the same thing. We complain about the PlayStation one is that it was, Yes, it is cinematic in game and everything. This is what the game is "quote unquote" going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was no gameplay. Like I don't know what the game is going to be like. Those things you can do that they display, like how Fable usually does. Like you know, I played Fable One, Fable Two. Is that Fable Three? I can't remember. Yeah, Fable Three. So I, I guess I, it's been one. so long that Fable Three is a bad one. Which really? they kind of just get progressively worse. Fable One is like the banger. And then two was yeah. like, this is still really good. Uh, and then three yeah. is like, oh, they fucked everything up. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I don't remember the third one. I just, oh, no, you know yeah. what? I skipped the third one. I skipped the third one. Uh, but yeah, like it's Fable is just a story of like, what kind of hero you're going to be? Are you going to be the good guy or the kind of anti-hero? 
I don't know. But yeah, the trailer just showed kind of like everything that you could do. I hope Richard uh, Ayoade is in the game more than just the trailer because he's hilarious. Like, I hope he like defeats them and becomes kind of like your partner because he's just great. I, I love that guy. But I anticipate he will be in the game and he'll, I bet he'll like show up a couple times, but I don't think he'll become like a, you know, a reoccur, like a main character. But yeah, uh, yeah, so I, I'm, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't, no. I don't know. I, I think it's great. The trailer was great, but I just, I don't have enough knowledge of what it's going to be. So yeah, it was I mean. definitely a, it's better than a full CG trailer where it gave me a better mm-hmm. idea. Uh, there was kind of a bit of a controversy of people being like, that's not in game. It looks too good. And then the lighting engineer or the lighting designer on Twitter being like, my greatest achievement is making you making doing such a good job that people don't believe that this is in-game footage. That being said, I find mm. that kind of statement kind of misleading because uh, there's a ton of post-processing and extra like cinematic flair that's happening in that trailer. So, yes, it's an engine, it's in game. But like when it's yeah. a cutscene like that or when it's like it's it's not quite what the game will look like. It's a little yeah. misleading, but it looks really good. The lighting did look fucking fantastic. And although I think the facial capture wasn't great, like the rich Iota, like Iota, his performance, like there's, it's fine, but it's like the way it moves. It's like a little primitive yeah. overall though. I am, I'm excited for this. I love a good fantasy, uh, role-playing game. And it looks like Xbox has a whole bunch of them coming. So let's go. Yeah. So like, yeah, I think the one big thing I will say right from the start of this whole Xbox show, it's like, I think you said this in the last episode was that it was it is uh, PlayStation has everything that's coming out this year. Everything that we're going to talk about, 90 percent of it, 95 percent of it's like 2024. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, OK. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I mean, oh. at, at some point, Xbox is going to have its year. It's been a couple of years of like next year. That's the year of Xbox. And then it, it, the next year comes and like, actually, It'll be the year after. Uh, And I think that I actually do think that it'll be late 2023, 2024 will be a banger year for Xbox. Like Starfield, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about later is coming out and uh, that we will talk about that. (laughs) But then I think that'll kickstart a a new year, a new season for Xbox, which is great. Uh, But that's after we get out of Fable was the unfortunately full CG trailer for something that intrigues me uh, south of midnight. Uh, very cool animated style, kind of like this uh, almost kind of claymation style. It's got like the 20 frames a second motion, uh, really mm. stylistic look. Uh, I thought the humor was pretty funny, uh, sort of like a Louisiana Bayou sort of thing. Um, yeah, it reminded but, but me like, of the the Disney movie, like the Princess and the Frog, because like that mm. kind of whole, what was that? No, I was gonna yeah. say it's one of my faves. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a great. That was like I was like how Dizzy kind of got back to its like roots, going, "Hey, this is what you we know how to tell a story," um, <laughs> instead of yep. marketing the shit and everything. Ah, oh, earthquake! David's going through an earthquake. Oh. Ah! Ah! Um, but yeah, like stuff at midnight. Like I was, it's just the same thing as last one. It's like it's very intriguing. I want to know what's going on. It seems mm. like this character is going to be that person that knows what's going on in the story. And then you're just going to be the viewer of just going, huh, I guess I'll just learn the ropes or she's teaching someone as like the vanilla person to teach them the ropes. And then that's how you kind of get into it. Um, it's possible. But, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's like, there's almost no information in the trailer, like a little bit of stylistic promise. 
And then like, mm-hmm. yeah, you'll hunt monsters in the bayou. And it's like, okay. Yeah. And so yeah. Uh, as quick as that trailer comes, it goes. And the next full CG trailer comes out. Uh, and it's for a game that uh, I am also very excited for. Star Wars Outlaws. Which is to to be honest, there is in the Xbox show there is a CG trailer, mm-hmm. uh, but I think Ubisoft because they're developing yes. this game has a gameplay trailer, which I've watched like only like two minutes of it. Uh, it's fine, but yeah, Star Wars Outlaws. I was like, ooh, ooh, this is gonna be interesting because yeah. it reminded me of the the game that they. I don't know why Lucas Art killed this game. Like, was that Star Wars 13? Oh, 13, 13. Yeah, kind of oh, like a bounty like, hunter. Yeah, that game looks so sick, and then they canceled it. I was like, why? why? I think it's because what we saw was like these really high fidelity screenshots, uh, and there, there's probably a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes that like wasn't working, but maybe not. Maybe it was just like a we don't believe in this, but they should have. But yeah, uh, so yeah this, we'll, this we'll talk. More, yeah, we'll talk more about that when we get to the Ubisoft one. The CG trailer w- was fine. I it didn't interest me at all just from the CG trailer. I don't like yeah. open world games. I'm not a huge Star Wars guy anymore. But uh, it seems like the new era of Star Wars video games has begun. Hey, just like Xbox is going to hit its, its stride, Star Wars is hitting its video game stride again. We got Fallen Order. We got uh, Jedi Survivor. And then yeah. now we're getting outlaws. Uh, I, and still, then, I still have to be, I have to play both those Jedi games because, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I played Fallen Order. I still haven't played Jedi Survivor. I'm going to wait till it's a bit cheaper. Um, yeah. I've heard great things. Uh, but it'll inevitably be cheaper to wait a little bit. Uh, yeah. I'm a, I am learning to be a patient gamer and only buying like one or two, maybe three brand new games a year. Uh, at least as long as I'm not streaming or making money playing games. <laughs> well, um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> those, those at some be point, the, the goal is to get some free codes. But uh, uh, next was something that was very unexpected. Uh, but it's interesting that Microsoft and Atlas are working really close together. Like they were the Xbox was where the remasters of three, four and five were announced um, mm. and they came to switch and PS4 and stuff, but it was there uh, and persona three remake or reloaded, I think is what it's called uh, yeah. is coming to everything uh, as far as I can tell. Um, and it looks like a f- basically persona three in the style of persona five. So like much more not cartoony, but like it's like a lighthearted animation because persona three is really fucking dark. Um, like no, the animation. No. You to, ha- have you played Persona played, One and Two? I've, I've played a little bit. I, they never clicked for me. I don't like first-person dungeon crawlers. Yeah. Because um, because so. here's the thing is that I I like the Persona series. Like One and Two was pretty crazy. Like the mm-hmm. first-person dungeon crawlers kind of sucks, but I kind of grew up in that realm Fair. back in the '90s, so I was kind of used to it. But it was just so unique and weird that it got me cool. Like like hey, this is cool. But then. Persona 3, 4, 5, I just kind of aged out of JRPGs at that point. Sure. Well, I did not permanent. I just wasn't interested. I had things to yeah. do. And my I go through go phases on. with JRPGs too, so I totally get it. I yeah. tried 3 back in the day, and I didn't like love it. Um, and then I played 4. For, a friend got 4 for me for my birthday in high school, and I fucking loved it. Um, yeah. And then I went back and I played 3 on the PSP. Uh, yeah. And then 5, though. 5, like, I know that it's not the popular opinion. Like, all the Persona purists are like, three is the best no one is the best uh i think three is generally accepted to be like the best one because four and five you know they they simplify streamline and they like try to go for mass appeal but yeah in my opinion five is the fucking best i fucking love persona five i think 
I think it's interesting because like I I think I this is probably like a big business decision. Like everything is a business decision, but this one's a, I think a little bit more uh, catered for the Japanese office uh, audience because <laughs> of the fact of when you go to Japan, PlayStation, Nintendo just like dominates the shelves, and you see Xbox, it's like a little tiny little bit. So with them trying to target Persona makes 100% sense. Trying to see about getting Japanese people other than the gaijins out there mm -hmm. uh, to get them to play and accept of, hey, Western people know how to make video games. You know, it, it is. But Japanese people are very kind of purist. They want to stay with the Japanese crowd. Japanese yeah. PS5 and, you know, Nintendo Switch and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And those great, those, all the games on there are great. But yeah, like they just, they want to use this, I'm, I'm going to assume they're going to use the Persona reboots in any future Persona games. That's going to be probably Microsoft's going to pay a boatload of money. It's probably going to maybe be Xbox exclusives or at least early access on Xbox. So they, the other game they announced as part of this kind of little bump bumper part is uh, Persona 5 Tactics, which is a little tactics chibi game in the, set in the mm -hmm. Persona 5 universe. Uh, and it looks pretty cool. It looks pretty fun. And that apparently is a Xbox exclusive, Xbox and PC exclusive mm. um and so i'm interested to see if it's a timed thing or not but i think you're right it's uh it's interesting to see microsoft going after the japanese audience again they they went hard during the 360 era i think like yes xbox has always struggled to have a, a big hold but they spent a lot of money uh investing in big things like there was like a uh, lost odyssey blue dragon uh, eternal sonata yeah. was first on 360 um and so that was the console that did the best. Like that's still their best-selling console is the 360. And so I think it's it's wise for them to diversify out of kind of their usual North American, Western Europe appeal. Yeah. Uh, and especially because such a big big aspect of of Xbox is Game Pass and it's it's value. I think that's something that can really appeal internationally. Uh, and yeah. So I think it's smart. I'm super excited for Persona Three Reloaded. I think mm -hmm. it's a mis I so the one thing I found out that's a bit of a bummer. Is that it doesn't include all the extra content from either FES or Portable. Why? It's just the base game remade. I don't well, know if they're planning on upselling at some point or if it's just. It'll probably be DLC. It'll just probably be DLC. Probably. Yeah. And so, a bit of a disappointment. I definitely will be playing this because I like Persona 3 back in the day, but I think it's, it's a little bit harder to play now. Like there was the remaster recently. Um, but I, I'm excited for a little update. It's always fun to go back to something you've you know and love, uh, and like get it a little. Get, it's like a brand new game almost. Um, yeah. And so from there, Persona Three, we got uh, Avowed. We got a, a gameplay trailer for Avowed, which yeah. is the Obsidian uh, first person open world RPG set in a fantasy universe. To... A little bit of like not steampunk, but like a little mechanic stuff. It it's a it's a little mechanics and it was actually very refreshing out of the, all the games I was watching. I'm like, ooh, finally gameplay. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, it's it's interesting because it's like you know Obsidian is really well known as like a great RPG development company or yeah. production studio, whatever you want to call it, yeah. game development studio. Um, and them trying to go after the first person RPG, which is Bethesda's like bread and butter fallout the all the the oh my god skyrim and then yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. elder scrolls elder Scro the elder scrolls series so yeah uh it looks kind of interesting because they're trying to be like kind of edgy a little bit it's like hey i don't know who you are but who you're gonna be are you gonna yeah. be good bad or like it might be like 
that that might be it. Like that's that's how the unique identifier is that or unique selling point is that you can be good, bad, or kind of like neutral. Um, yeah. What was it like? You know, like neutral evil or whatever, sure. like self-serving. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah, kind of a D and D alignments type type thing. Yeah. So it looks. Yeah, cool. I, yeah. I I I was glad too with this trailer because you actually get little snippets of the gameplay. I think it's still those like five second chunks where you don't. It doesn't give you a good idea of what the flow of the game will be. But I think yeah. it gives a strong impression of the style, and I think that's something that Obsidian's done well. Uh, they've done poorly in the sense that you know they've oh they've made the sequel to Bethesda games that come out and are kind of in the long term accepted as the better one. Like mm-hmm. I think now more people think that Fallout New Vegas is better than Fallout Three, but at the yeah. time Fallout New Vegas was a fucking broken mess. And now same with uh, Knights of the Old Republic Two. Mm-hmm. everyone hated that game when it came out. They're like, ah, oh, it's not nearly as good as the first one, but it's actually like pretty damn good. Uh, and I think with time yeah. people accepted it. Uh, mm-hmm. And so they've, they've made their Bethesda. It, they broke away from, you know, the shadow of Bethesda. And then, you know, as an indie studio, they made a Bethesda game called the outer worlds <laughs> or out of wild, out of wilds, outer worlds. Yeah. Out of whatever, wilds. whatever. Oh, but it was basically, worlds, yeah. it was very much, Fallout in space <laughs> and it was good yeah. um but it was clearly uh limited by its budget you could see like there was compromises that were made and it was like kind of these small little hubs uh and it was good but i yeah. didn't love it but I, it, it showed off their writing and i think their writing is better than bethesda and they put a little more care in the handcraftedness of the world and i think that this new fantasy world Fantasy worlds, in my opinion, are really hard to differentiate from each other, and especially in video games, you know, like, like if you were like, okay, describe to me what makes Skyrim's world different from, uh, like, you know, Lord of the Rings, like, like not quite, but like, what mm. makes the Elder Scrolls not generic fantasy? Yeah. Like, there's little, you know, little details and stuff, but like, and so Avowed has this really striking, super colorful highlighted style. Yeah. Uh, it's got like this kind of like blight thing going on uh almost th- those like a, a little element of like borderlands like i mean you know, i said edgy already but maybe like that's that's how they're doing it's like oh put it fantasy world without guns but it has there like, is guns though edgy. <laughs> he, oh, he there, guns at, yeah his guns oh, at some God. point but they're I like totally a pistolets kind of thing yeah um right. and so i i'm super excited for this game i want to see more i want them to do a, a deep dive and i mean yeah. we're so far away from elder scroll 6 that it'll be nice to have an open world fa- fantasy game um and i i like the direction that obsidian takes more than i like the direction bethesda takes i don't care about big i care about dense and i find Mm -hmm. uh obsidian games have been pretty good for density um but the gameplay looks pretty okay like kind of like the spells and stuff you cast i was like it looks okay um but yeah all the like there's like kind of like fungus and glowing shit and i'm like that looks pretty cool (laughs) i'm just i'm just gonna just go you know it's 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 at least Someone out there is trying to do something, and it was one great gameplay trailer that I appreciated. Yeah, and I will give this game attention, and then I will follow it, and I'll see if it's worth my at least in, in America, uh, eighty dollars, <laughs> and in Canada, ninety dollars. <laughs> I think is aren't they seventy dollars in the states? I don't know. I <laughs> I think it's seventy dollars for next gen games. Um, okay, cool. but uh, here's the nice thing. It's a Game Pass game, so day one, you'll get it for free on Game Pass, baby. Apparently, uh, so, you can buy it on Steam too. But I was like, if I can get it on Game Pass, why do I get it on Steam? I know I can't imagine needing a game to be on Steam so bad that I would not just play Game Pass. Like that's crazy to me. Um, yeah. I 
I mean, I get it if you're in a market that doesn't have Game Pass or you don't want to pay for Game Pass, but I don't know. I I'll feel be, like, uh, yeah, I, I will, I will, I will shout out Game Pass because it was really cool. Because before I moved, uh, the day before Xbox charged me because I forgot to turn it off uh, oh. for my auto renewal. Yeah, and then I just, I just went cancel, and they just refunded me basic enough. Uh, except for that one day I renewed, I was like, "Oh, that's dumb. That's, that's pretty cool." It was like it was like twelve bucks a month, and then they refunded me the next day. It's like eleven seventy five. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, that's fair. Hundred yeah. percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big yeah. fan. Yeah, because they could easily have been like, "Oh, sorry, once you're signed up, you're signed up." Yeah, but, but anyways, uh, I kind of want to talk about the Sinua's Saga yeah, Hellblade sure. Two. Sure. What were your thoughts? I've never played the first one. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what was going on because I have no context. And I do, I think I recall this is Andy Circus's like development studio or something. Like, uh, I probably some motion like, capture thing. It. This is really high fidelity motion capture. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was just like, it was just like the lady is just, it seems like it's just psychological, like horror drama kind of game because mm-hmm. she's just doing things that I would never do. Like there was that one scene where she's like on her back and then like crawling through that. Um, oh yeah, she's basically a spelunking, which is like just cave Diving. exploring, which I would just never do. Like that's something I could never do. It just kills me. And I, I had, I was really uncomfortable watching this trailer because <laughs> I just, I just couldn't do it. Yeah, but I understand it. It looks freaking fantastic. Like yeah. it looks really good. Like I, if they made a movie out of this, I'm like, I, I, I maybe watch this. Yeah, I it's really impressive technologically speaking. Like it looks incredible. I don't mm. think the trailer s- would do a good job selling you if you weren't already sold on the game. Like it doesn't really tell you what it is. I think it's really cool like the way the things shift in the background and stuff. Um yeah. I liked the first game, but it gave me headaches. Uh so basically really? it's like it's kind of an exploration of mental illness uh mm. and like grief and stuff and sh- sh- it's it suggests play it with headphones. And there's yep. voices in your head and stuff. And it's got this really immersive kind of surround voice effect. Yep. Uh, but it gave me a, it gave me big headaches. And so I had to stop. Um, yep. And so I don't plan on playing this, but I plan on watching someone play this because they do such a cool yep. job. And like the like the the performance capture is really impressive. I, st- I think there's like a uncanny valley thing with the game where like it's so close to reality, but it's not quite there that it like it's it's still a little off putting, but yep. it's really impressive. I'm curious when we can kind of get over that uncanny valley because like kind of like technically when you watch like Mandalorian, yes, like it's all that kind of like 3D. It's all green screen, but they have that kind of theater kind of system. Yeah. Which feels like they are kind of pulling it off. So the uncanny valley is kind of kind of gone. Mm-hmm. But this is like when motion capture is still like, you know, that thing's fake. Like you just well can't get immersed. Yeah, that's a big challenge is. As soon as you know something is fake, you're hyper aware of it. And watching a video yeah. game trailer, you know already it's fake. So it's like it's it's fighting an impossible fight. Um, yeah. And it's I, I don't know if we'll ever like fully cross. And I mean, in one sense, we already have. There's so much in movies that you don't even realize the CG that it's like it's fully CG, but it's like it's so convincing. It just yeah. pops past the uncanny valley. But yeah, I think there'll always be things that kind of pull you out of it. But uh, it looks That's cool. Fair. That's going to be uh, coming out next year. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then but yeah. the next was Forza, Mo- Forza Motorsport being released on October 10th. Um, I would just kind of cool. go, I would just go, 
it, it'll be probably the game that every tech YouTuber is going to use as a benchmark game. Yeah. That's yeah, all I'm going to say. It's and, whatever the latest like semi game is always like a big benchmark yeah. game. To, it looks to be fair, beautiful. Yeah, it looks What's beautiful that? to be fair. Uh, I'm a big car person. Like I mm-hmm. love cars. I'm not really super technical. I'm not going to be like uh, Jake at LMG level. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, just like tinkering and everything. Yeah, yeah. But I appreciate cars. I like cars. I just don't really like playing car driving games. I'd rather okay. drive the cars. Uh, but yeah, okay. it's going to be good. Does I, I have nothing really to say about it. Yeah, I'm sure I'll pop in at some point and appreciate how good it looks. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it didn't. It's like it's like Gran Turismo. Like I often will buy a Gran Turismo game when it goes on sale for like 20 bucks and I'll play it for yeah. like 10 hours and I'll be like, that was really fun. And then I'd never think about it again. <laughs> and then you're going to watch the movie. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's yeah, I'm probably going to watch it later. Um, but so the next was Starfield and we got the official gameplay trailer. And uh, John, yeah. what did you think of what they showed off of Starfield? That's a very loaded question because I had very big expectations of this. Mm-hmm. But here's the big thing. Um, I've been burned in the past. Um Mass Effect Andromeda. <laughs> that's for some reason this whole studio. that's a whole different studio. Those big issues that it it gave me those kind of vibes until okay. I started watching this game gameplay trailer. Granted, there was two trailers. There was like like just the storyline yeah. with in game stuff, which I only watched because I didn't want to watch a second one. Uh, like I didn't want to get whatever spoiled. the deep dive. I didn't want to yeah. get kind of spoiled because I was like, you know what? I just, I'll watch this one. And not the other one, because that one is just kind of like, if I watch too much and I'm not going to get, I, I'll get excited, but I won't get excited in the same way of like trying something new for the first time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm really excited for it. It just looked really well, actually like a really well developed game. Like the storyline looks pretty interesting. I don't mm-hmm. really know much about it, but graphically it looks good. The gameplay looks pretty ferocious and frantic, like just like a shooter, a first person shooter. And you can have space combat, which is all cool. Yeah, I I was kind of trepidatious before seeing the footage. It looks yeah. up, it looks fucking awesome. Uh, it looks super fun. Yeah. I think that it looks like a really cool world. I like the aesthetic yeah. of it. I think some called it cassette punk, just kind of like this seventies eighties uh, retro sci fi look. Um, yeah, and it's it looks pretty cool. Like yeah. there's kind of like the padded interiors that it's almost like an alien like. Um, the movie Alien, the ship from Alien, the Nostradamus, the no- Nostradamus. Yeah, it's it. It feels like it's a setting where sci-fi existed in the 1980s. Like mm-hmm. has that kind of look where it totally. is futuristic, but everything feels old, which is yeah. not a bad thing. Because yeah, I don't, the one thing yeah, Star Trek is like everything's super clean and everything, but I do like kind of the gritty. Like you go to a world and it's like it's not no, nothing's perfect. And yeah. everything's good. You're exploring. You're having that kind of like, this is, if this is what's the future going to be, I could be like, yeah, I could kind of buy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I think, I think it, it feels lived in and, and gritty and there's so much little detail in the ships and stuff like these like stickers and walls and stuff. And it felt very handcrafted in a way that I find Bethesda games often don't. And so yeah. to me, this looks like the appropriate resources have gone to making this a huge deal. And I think yeah. that Microsoft knows and Bethesda knows that like this game has to be amazing. And so they, yes. they announced or the, one of the developers was like, hey, if we release this today, this would already be the least buggy Bethesda game of all time. And I was like, OK, so they're taking their time and like really getting it polished. 
Uh, I saw people complaining that on console it's locked at 30 frames. Yes. Whatever. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Here's the, here's the thing, guys. Um, if you have an Xbox Series X or S, whatever, you're playing at 30 frames per second, you're still going to have a good time. Like, you're, you're going to notice it for the first, like, five minutes, and then you just get immersed and you're playing a game. Yeah. People like, you know, David and I have, thankfully enough, had great playing jobs. David had the, L- the Intel Extreme Upgrade. I've just kind of procured my stuff by overpaying for a GPU at the time, unfortunately, <laughs> for a 3080 Ti for $2,000. Uh, yeah. Uh, but it is... It's like if you want a good cinematic story experience, yeah, and you have an Xbox, you're not going to miss out. Mm. Yes, you can play it on a PC with 3080 Ti, 4K, or 480Ti, whatever, and get 60 frames per second, but you're still going to more or less get the same experience. Yeah, and I think like it looks to me like the game is really heavily CPU limited because it's not like a graphics pushing thing. It's more just like it's so much computation is happening all at once. Like, so many little details and so much, you know, Physics, like object the, the permanence games. and stuff. And so yeah. I'm okay with it being 30. I think for, I don't like playing first person shooters at like less than a hundred, but yeah. for Bethesda shooters, I, it'll be fine. The thing it's I like about the trailer. Shooter. Yeah. The thing I like about the trailer is that it actually looks like good shooting. Like it actually looked fun to shoot people. Yeah. Whereas like fallout shooting sucks. And that's why the VAT system's there. It's like approximate, yeah. like a turn based thing, but it's also mm-hmm. to like, cover up the fact that the shooting fucking sucks um i mean fallout was never known to be a shooter anyways mm. until fallout 3 yeah uh the vat system was what everyone kind of went through anyways so the i don't i think they probably spent maybe like 10 like fallout 3 to probably like 10 percent of the whole game was spent developing the shooting mechanics fallout 4 20 no not even 20 15 percent because it felt a little bit more fluid but yeah like I, I, there was that one scene where like the like barge in that one room and shoots that one guy and the guy to the left or they jumped yeah. down and shot. I was like, damn, like this feels like it's, it's not doom, but it's like, it's good. <laughs> it looked like, uh, to me, it looked like they took some of the, t- the work from uh, Wolfenstein, uh, mm-hmm. like the kind of Wolfenstein remakes. They kind of had that gun feel, yeah. um, yeah. which is great. Those games are super fun. Uh, yeah. and so, I am yeah. super into big studios utilizing, sharing tech between big publishers using different studios under their branch, sharing tech and making yeah. it that they can all make better games as a result. Thank God. Yeah. Cause like Wolfenstein, the remake, the new world and the first and second one. Yeah. Uh, those games are amazing. In my opinion, I, I love those two games. Right? Cause I grew up on Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein three kind of suck, whatever. Uh, and then, yeah, those, those two games storyline was just like beautiful. Like I just, I yeah, can't one and get two over maybe, amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. And then the one thing that I kind of stood out to me was this is kind of like the storyline. I don't really know much about the storyline still. I I really just want to keep it light. The one thing I noticed though was really cool. Uh, they have like the Explorers Club. Like it's like a group of people looking at explorers. It reminds me back of like the early 1900s or the late 1800s of British um, Adventurers <laughs> Club. Yeah, yeah, like, sure. Like yeah, we're gonna go and explore this area and get yeah. artifacts like i don't know like something i was like I, it felt so endearing it was like that's oh, fun. like that's that's yeah. like that's like neat yeah that's let's kind go. of a cool way to see it i uh yeah yeah i think that they, they did a really convincing job i was not 100 percent sold and i am now 
Uh, yeah. I'm very excited for this game to come out, and it's coming out soon. It's going to be the fall. Uh, I don't the, think there's a, a September. Date, I think. September. I think it was September. yeah, because there's like there's like that crazy two week period where like all the games are coming out at once, uh, mm. and so it'll be interesting to see what reigns supreme. We got a yeah. dense year of games ahead. Like this September September sixth, twenty twenty three. That's insane. So soon. Oh, yeah. So I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to dig my PC out, which I I do know where it is. I saw it, but. I'm scared because I know the PC is. I don't know where the GPU is, so I'm gonna I'm gonna be like Marquez. Can I take that 4080 and just bore it for like a month? Hell yeah, which would be cool. Yeah, man, it'll be good. It'll be good. I yeah. uh, so that's my thoughts on Starfields, and then they showed a trailer for the DLC of Cyberpunk, um, which looks good to me. I was like, looks like more Cyberpunk. <laughs> and it's weird because no oh, good. Sorry, I didn't I didn't mean to interrupt. But it's it's kind of weird because the storyline was like it's like it's not the end of Cyberpunk twenty seven seven. It's like somewhere like either just before or in between because they still like refer going. Oh, I'm gonna die. Like I mm-hmm. need to find the cure. So I'm kind of like I'm already not really sold on it because it's like okay. well this is not the ending of the game. You spoiler alert. You kind of die in the game anyways, or you're gonna die. So, uh, yeah, has, I'm in Elba. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm interested because to me, the game needs not more content. It needs like more like it needs the existing content to be fleshed out more, if that makes sense. Like we yes. don't need like another plot line. We need yeah. them to go and be like, OK, these side missions or like these systems within the game, they need to be perfected. And I play the game right at launch. So admittedly, I haven't played it since they've updated and patched it and stuff. But like, I have, I have. Yeah. But like, it's a game where like, when you start to look at the seams, they become really apparent. And it's like, it's not, I didn't find it fun to drive around that world. Cause it's like, it's, it's not like, you know, you drive somewhere and you're like, I'm just going to do this thing. I'm going to like explore and and just kind of like see where the wind takes me. It was really just like, you know, you accept a quest, you go to that, that marker, you do the quest. There's like some cool stuff. And I liked cyberpunk. But I wish like the world had just like felt lived in and dense and like really much more I mean, vibrant. Yeah, it felt lived in, but it was just kind of like the artist was like, okay, um, make the place look really dirty and probably infested with crackheads and um filled with bad guys. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Cool. Yeah. Bye. So I'm I've been waiting for this DLC to go back because I like I said, I really enjoyed my time with it. I enjoyed the story. I thought it was really fun. And I played my the class I played. I was like a ninja, like a, yeah. an off a hacker ninja dude. So like I didn't even use guns. I just used like katanas the whole time. So I didn't have to deal with like the pretty mediocre shooting, which apparently has yep. been retooled or is being retooled for this. Um, yeah. So it should be a lot more fun. Uh, but yeah, my concern, what I've always wanted is for like almost like it's not quite the exact one to one, but like almost that they like take a mod approach where it's like instead of adding a bunch of random stories, they're just like, we're going to make it that there's like 30 percent more variety in cars or like, you know, that the AI has like 70 percent more different responses to the way you behave or like, you know, cops are 20 percent more clever. Like I wish everything was yeah. kind of just like a little more, uh, but yeah. I am excited for this and I'm sure it'll be good although i was sure that cyberpunk would be the best game ever at launch so what the fuck do i know yeah i think what it was like i think you and were you there in the morning with us with that the 3 a.m or whatever yeah because i remember i came in because i had to shoot short circuit like right after he did 
LTT. And yeah. we we're both like, I remember coming in at 4 a.m. and Colton's already like played like at least like past like he finished the prologue. And I'm like, how is it? And he's just like, uh, I'm like, uh oh, oh no, oh no. Yeah. But yeah, but like it's it's something that um I'm I'm interested in. Um, but I'm not putting any sort of priority to play it because it's like yeah. storyline will probably be interesting. But I like to me, it's like I already know the end. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. I yeah, I, I think that's fair. Um, I'm excited. It's going to be coming out on September 26th. So, you know, yep. that late September window is getting fucked up because Spider-Man 2 is coming out that time, too. Oh, uh, my God, next, I was so screwed. <laughs> yeah. Next was the uh, what looks like the sequel to Bioshock Infinite. <laughs> Like what yeah. the fuck? I was like, this... "Holy shit, they're going back to fucking uh, Columbia. Let's go." No, yeah, cuz not. It was, yeah, <laughs> it's it was just so cuz this was the first cuz I didn't watch the show. I just kind of like found all the trailers and just watched them. This was yep. the first one cuz it's OC. Was, it was <laughs> and yeah. I was just like, "Um BioWare?" And then I kept watching. And I was like, "Oh, this is kind of cool." But it has oh, it looks- still has that Kind of still same aesthetic, same aesthetics, hundred percent from Bioshock Infinite, which I did like. Oh, I love and, that, and it's well, yeah, it's that yeah. Um, that turn of the century Americana steampunk, which is yeah. like kind of a very strong aesthetic, uh, yeah. and it's very much that. But but uh, it still has that same kind of storyline where it's like either time or alternate reality, or and yeah. then it was just like okay, I think it's it's whoever grew up loving the Bioshock games, which I think. Most of us are, except for second one kind of sucked. The third no, one was pretty it's better good. than you remember. Really? Uh, I don't know. It's okay, the best, anyways. It's the best gameplay of a of a Bioshock game. Okay. Uh, for me, I just think of my storyline because Bioshock yeah, was it was more it was like bizarre. clearly they didn't have a good unique take. They yeah, kind of so were recycling like, ideas. Out of the three Bioshocks, it was one, three, two. Like that's I agree. that's how I, I, rank I them. agree with that. Yeah. It's still like two still like high, but it's like if I'm gonna it's have to rank good. them. Yeah. But like this one is like if you want to go in that that kind of quasi universe and play around with it, hey man, I'm I'm I think Starfield was number one. This is probably like a like kind of like number two for me. Sure. Okay. Yeah. I I am excited for it. Uh, I don't think it's my number. My number one is definitely Persona Three. <laughs> uh, although yeah. uh, there, honestly, of the stuff we covered, I'm pretty excited. They, they showed little stuff, you know, like Fallout seventy six. DLC and mm. shit and like I don't care. <laughs> yeah, we're not even I mean, gonna talk about that. I mean, I played uh like this development studio. I'm just looking at the description here. I didn't know uh in in uh in Excel who made Wasteland three, which is kind of like Fallout's kind of spiritual I, sequel. Yeah. And Wasteland three was kind of fun until I found a bug and I just exploited the shit out of it because ah. I became an instant millionaire. <laughs> so I was like, oh. Money's not an issue anymore. Yeah. Um, but it yeah, just they, the game they, out of balance. it just throws the games out of balance hundred percent. And then, uh, yeah, like everything just felt really good in the storyline for that game. It didn't feel hundred percent complete, but this one is a first person shooter with magic elements to it or time elements. So yeah, they didn't show enough that I'm like, the shooting looks good or bad. It's just, it's a neat world. I'm in- intrigued. They're going to have to show us more. Uh, and then apparently it's going to be Xbox only Xbox and PC. So it'll be no PS five version of it. Uh, exactly. next on the list was the new model, the series S it's the one terabyte version. Uh, I 
I have mixed feelings about the existence of the Series S in general. It's I don't think, you know, it's holding back the generation, but I do think that it's kind of a shame that it has to be a target for developers. Like, it's like it's so, just an extra piece of work. Yeah. Uh, so uh, maybe can you explain? OK, like maybe. No, correct me if I'm wrong, because I remember I was talking to Austin about this. So he's a big fan of the S series. And I remember asking him why. But I probably can't remember because maybe I was tipsy. <laughs> so I don't remember. That okay. Too much. So the Series so, S, the idea is the Series X is your 4K console. So if you have a yes. nice modern 4K TV, you're going to want that. It's going to be the, the most 4Ks and the most Ps that there is. Um, but the Series S, if, it's, if you're a home that only has 1080p displays, the Series S is a pretty fucking sweet machine. It plays all the same games. It often mm-hmm. has similar performance modes. So it's like 60 hertz. It's just lower resolution uh generally and so it's a good little device um it's yeah. a little less strong in every way yeah. but for people you know they want it's 200 dollars cheaper than a series x yeah but it also is significantly less powerful and it's a target that even next gen games have to hit so all this the scaling has to work for that and i think it's a bit of a shame that that's something that has to happen but yeah. That being said, the architectures are so PC like that it's not that hard to scale. Yeah. Because yeah, so I'm, I, like yeah, like I'm, I think I'm fine with the the existence of series. I do. I think the series S does 1440p. It can do 1440p. Yeah, for sure. 1440p. But it's so, like if you were, it's yeah, it's not many people have 1440p discs. Well, they have 1440p monitors, but there's no 1440p TVs. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I wonder if you can just get like a 4K TV and get this and then hopefully enough your tv well this is i think linus has proven that it's not great but maybe the people just depending on upscaling the 4k well you definitely can like i mean a, a 4k yeah. tv can display 1080p and 1440p content uh yeah. pretty pretty nice yeah. but um i think if you want to get the most the most out of your 4k display you're gonna want a 4k yeah. console and so the series yeah. x is still more powerful the most powerful it's more powerful than a ps5 but mm. i personally i mean i think i prefer what sony did which is have the cheaper model because they wanted you know ps5 to start at 400 dollars. there's the discless drive version but it's everything else is the same so it's just as powerful it's essentially one skew that you're you're programming for but the xbox has two uh and it's been a weird generational jump where we've had to have two generations programmed for for three years uh and so having two two skews for the next gen just seems like extra work but it's been fine. Uh, and yeah. I think having a Series S that has more space is good. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've they've been there's been an I think Western Digital now makes the expansions for Xbox. So that's good. And Western Digital. And I think I think Seagate was the primary. Yeah, they were the people. first one. Yeah. And th- they're but still anyways. more expensive than like NVMe drives you get for PS5s because that's just like any NVMe drive that's fast enough. Yeah. But um, I, I'll do have to shout out. Thanks, Crucial, for sending me an NVMe drive, a two terabyte one. Jealous. <laughs> so, Send me one. Uh, I'm kidding. Yeah. So if, if Crucial, you're listening or if you're interested in getting an NVMe drive for your PS5, go with Crucial. Yeah, Crucial stuff's good. I like it. Yeah. Um, Anyways. So yeah. other than that, we'll go lightning round. There's 33 mortals that just look like like co-op Hades, but less pretty. <laughs> it looks cool. Yeah. Here, actually, well, here's the one thing is that. You have to play that game near launch because um, when that game dies, you're not going to get 33 players <laughs> to get the full immersion. Yeah, 33 so, player yeah. co-op. That's really cool, but it seems like, yeah, it, it could be a mess. 
Yeah. Uh, there was Payday 3 trailer, which looks pretty damn cool. Uh, I've never played a Payday game, but uh, they look amazing. Uh, yeah. New Sea of Thieves content, which is Legend of the Monkey Island themed. Uh, same cool. with Mic- yeah, more Microsoft Sim- Flight Simulator. looks really cool. Oh, uh, this one I be- do want to stop. Uh, it's the Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. So, oh yeah, it's it's based on the Yakuza series. This one is kind of interesting because they took the Yakuza series and turn it into a kind of like turn-based strategy RPG game, which is mm-hmm. really interesting. If you want to play a Yakuza game and experience all the wackiness without having to worry about button mashing or combos and guarding, play play the Like a Dragon. You'll probably like I it. I love Like a Dragon. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I just watched Jillian because Jillian's like. Ever since I played, like when we first started dating, I played one and then she watched me play two and then she just kind of took over the game. And it's one of those games where I don't need to play. I can just yeah. sit there and watch it like a movie and it's just fun. Yeah, sure. And then she just, have, she has played every Yakuza game. Like she's uh, the biggest fucking fan. That's I've awesome. Ever yeah. seen. So the only uh, one I loves- played. Yeah, oh, sorry. Go, go, ahead. Ahead. go ahead. No, no. Oh, no. yeah. So like, yeah, like, so infinite wealth. Uh, she played Yakuza Ishikin, whatever the one based in feudal Japan during the revolution for the Edo period. Mm-hmm. That's the one that just came out. She, the one that just came out. She didn't like it too much, but she's like, eh, it'll just keep me satiated until like the next Like a Dragon. And I was watching all these trailers, and she was like, "Is that Like a Dragon?" I'm like, "Yep." And then yeah, she's just, she's, and she just like just like stood there and just like watched. And she's like, "Yeah." And then here's a cool thing: this is the first one that is outside of Japan because. Yeah, her and I. Yeah, her and I were both like watching, and we're like, "Wait, that's a white person. That's another white person. Yeah, that's a black person." Like, I'm not being racial. Like, here, like this is Japan. Japan's very yeah. racist. And I'm like, "Whoa!" And then they're all on the beach. I'm like, at first I was like, "Are they Okinawa?" And I was like, "No, <gasps> they're in Hawaii. Let's hey. go!" So yeah, that's I'm really looking forward fun. to it. Yeah, I uh, I love the humor. Like, I was laughing just thinking about one my like recruited you know the hobo but he's his skill is breakdancing yeah yeah <laughs> so it's like no my breakdancing hobo caster and i'm like yeah i fucking love you dude um yeah, it's it's gonna be super interesting there's not much else to say it's gonna be 2024 i'm gonna guess i think february and march release because probably it feels like that's come. a good time for yeah yeah so, so i'm excited about that yeah we got yeah Fallout 76 dlc uh they showed the kind of weird uh kanutsugami path of goddess it's kind of like this weird trippy D- D- like Japanese demon sort of thing, it's like kind of traditional demons. Yeah, because it's like you're curing people, and then those like players, like you can revive like the warriors to help you fight. So I was like, that's gonna be interesting. I'm probably not gonna play it. I'll once, just watch. Yeah, I, I was way more into it, and once the gameplay started, I was like, oh, <laughs> uh, one of these. Uh, we got more Elder Scrolls Online DLC, Overwatch Two DLC, cool. Uh, Jusant. Oh yeah, that's like the climbing game, not my thing. Uh, yeah. Still wakes, still wakes the deep. Oh yeah, that's the like uh, the horror first person game that's on the yeah. oil tanker. Uh, looks cool. I'm not a huge horror gamer guy, but I think people are pretty excited about that. And then there's Dungeons of Hinterberg. Uh, that looked pretty okay. Not my thing. Cozy games are not my thing. Yeah. Uh, City Skylines two. People are very excited. Not my thing. Are you a yep. built city builder guy? <sighs> so yeah, so I played every single Sim City until EA kind of screwed it up. and then i kind of stopped i wanted to play skylines Mm -hmm. but then i saw how complicated it gets and here's the big thing here's the big thing about city building game is that you can develop everything really well and especially if you played this for your first time your development from beginning 
to end is different. Your your mindset is all different because you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll make it to a six by six, six by six, six by six. And then later on, you start developing other things like, oh, I'm going to go 12 by 12. Oh, I'm going to yeah. put a boulevard here. So here's one thing that kind of made me really have anxiety. And this is the problem with a lot of city building games is that when you start adding um, huge infrastructures, like this is what probably city planners have a big issue. And that's why your city kind of sucks. Yeah. Uh, is that how do you add a highway to an existing place where you're going to have to destroy everything and then start from scratch? And hopefully, hopefully your, 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 the, the planning you've done to upgrade the area doesn't screw it up. And then also people use it. So mm-hmm. I saw those parts where he's like the connecting bridges and then like, like highways. And I'm like, how do you know that's going to work? Maybe it'll just make more traffic and then yeah. everything goes down and you grow broke. So yeah. it's going to be yeah. awesome. Like it's going to be great. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I think that most people accept that city skylines is like the ultimate city builder. So having a sequel that hopefully is better in every way is exciting. I always yeah. think that it's important for that kind of game to have a really good, you know, scenario based thing where it's like kind of mm-hmm. it's half set up and it's like, Hey, we're going to teach you how to play with this kind of specific scenario, but we're going to give you freedom in how we're teaching you. Uh, yeah. I hate it when it's like just like a, the missions are just like tutorial missions. Mm-hmm. It's way more fun when like, yeah, they're teaching you stuff, but they're allowing you a little bit of freedom within that to do it. Cause it's yeah. like, if you spend 10 hours of like, put a road here, like build a park here. It's like, that's not yeah. fun when it's just like pausing and be like, there's like a little icon of like, put it here. So we'll yeah. see. Uh, I, I, I'm so weird with that kind of game. I generally don't play them, but once every couple years, my brain like, snaps into place and i'm like that's all i want to fucking play you know some, what? like you, really deep city builder or like you, some you deep should, art, like sim yeah if you don't want to go too crazy with city building there's one game that um i think um you know blindness and i will probably both recommend to you if okay no here's the first game you want like kind of basic kind of fun city building game with direct mm-hmm. um interactions between buildings and economy tropico play tropico it's yeah. a lot of game and it's, it's probably has the best game music ever because you can you'll never mute that shit and play your own music. You'll just play tropical Cuban like Hell Latin yeah. kind of flavor movie. <coughs> and then after after that, Pliano. And it was great. Sure. Yeah. I uh I was thinking about trying Stellaris. So Paradox Interactive sponsors some LTT stuff or LMG yeah. stuff. Uh and so we were watching some Stellaris stuff and I was like, this looks pretty fun. Um yeah. so I was thinking about doing that, but uh I've all, I've wanted to try Tropico, but there's just so many games, man. There's so many games. Final Fantasy's next week. Um, anyway, so let's finish up the Xbox that. show. There was the Metaphor Refantasio, which is from the makers of Persona 3, 4, and 5. Uh, and it's their first full-scale fantasy RPG. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks very Persona-y, but like old-school Persona-y. Um, they didn't show much. Uh, and then yeah. the Towerborn game. Uh, that looked kind of interesting, but yeah. I need to know more. I just need yes. to know more. So, so overall... We, I, what did you give the Sony show? I think I gave it a P, a B plus. I gave it a B because of the yeah. CG trailer. So, what would you so give the with, Xbox show? I would have to. Okay, actually, no. I think I might have to eat my. No, I can't remember. I think we made some sort of like light bet on it. I was hoping Xbox was gonna come out swinging after the Sony one. Yeah, uh, but I will have to say overall, uh, other than a few standout pieces, uh, I was I was kind of disappointed. I was kind of okay. Like, I was kind of like, this is a C borderline C plus. Wow. 
reason okay. why is that everything that was coming out in 2024 except for Starfield. If this this show did not have Starfield in it, I'd be like, okay, 2024, I'll just wait until same year this time for 2024 Q4 mm-hmm. to see all these games as you fleshed out. That's fair. Um, I actually am going the other way. I think I'm giving this a higher score than the Sony one because really? I felt like as a show, the Sony one yeah. was just bloated with all these kind of games that I did not care about. Whereas this one, even though there's a couple that I'm like less interested in, it mm. felt like everything was like, this is kind of a big deal. Um, and so, yeah, I'm super excited about Avowed and Persona 3. Star Wars yeah. Outlaws was announced, but we'll see more of that. And then, like, yeah, the fact that Fable is back is super exciting to me. Uh, yeah. And seeing like that it's a real game now, not just a fucking CG trailer. Yeah. That's cool. And then, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, I, I think I'm giving it. I actually, what I want to do is I want to downgrade my Sony rating to a B from a B plus and give yeah. this a B plus. Um, really? Because it's not quite A, um, yeah. but to me it's close. It's like right on the cusp of the A minus. Interesting. Yeah. Because I, I, uh, it's just to me, it's like there's so many 2024s. I can't get super excited for Fable until I see gameplay. Yeah, Hopefully enough, fair. they don't change too much from the gameplay from two. I really like two fighting mechanics. I don't know why. Um, the dog. No, no. The dog was in yeah. the first one or the second one? I think it's in the first, the first one. I think the first one. So, yeah. anyways. He's on the cover um, of Lost Chapters. Yeah, because I think it's just the fact that the PlayStation one had more games that are going to come out soon. Well, this one had Starfield that is going to come out soon. And then, you know, some a other games. Of, like, yeah. if, I was, I was, if I was into driving games, maybe I'd be more excited. Sure. Cool. No, I think that's fair. Uh, so, next was the Summer Game Fest one. Yeah. Uh, and that... Well, this was this is not an order, but ah, uh, uh, whatever, start, it's fine. We'll start at the bottom. We'll start at the bottom of this article. Okay, we're we're okay. Uh, audience. We're scrolling through the same articles just so we know. Oh god, um, I pushed yeah, the wrong button. There's a lot of uh, shit. I forgot how much stuff there was. Okay. Yeah, so I think okay. some games we're probably gonna have to like speed run it. Um, yeah. Okay, so party animals. Uh, uh, no, I don't <laughs> care. Uh, Throne <laughs> Liberty looks pretty cool. Fantasy thing. Uh, Faith Farm don't care. <laughs> Uh, La Fanga, Time Shift Warrior, looks nifty, hack and slash game. It was Black fine. Desert Online, not my thing. Uh, yep. Honkai Star Rail, don't even know what that is. Under the Waves, don't care about uh, underwater horror. Yeah, that Mortals was a horror game. That's, uh, that game is, is pretty interesting, but we talked about it during the PlayStation one. That's like the magic first-person shooter one. Okay, cool. Um, Remnant 2, I don't care. Never never played <laughs> Witchfire, it. Witchfire looks kind of nifty, but like, I it's don't It's just care. guns with magic. That That's all it yeah. was. That's all I saw. Uh, yes, you're great. Yes. Cool. Yes, your grace yes. kind of looks cool. Then I found out it was just like a choice decision game, and I was like, "Oh, pass." Uh, <laughs> I don't mind choice decision games once in a while, but yeah, it's it is yeah. what it is. Nicholas Cage is coming to Dead by Daylight. Uh, we're getting Warhammer so, 40k Space Marine. Okay, I have to stop there. Warhammer yep. 40k is that series that I love because yep. it's well, I love and hate because I know for the fact that Games Workshop will never end the story, and it's just going to be the same shit over and over again. Like here's for example, there was a huge component of the game, the lore, the whole thing is called the Horse Heresy. Okay, there's so many authors writing the universe of for, War, uh, Warhammer 40k. This Horse Heresy happened so long ago that they're still writing it, and I'm like, holy shit! It's been like ten years. Just end it yeah. and just like just keep going. So I love 40k. Like the whole universe is so cool and so depressing yeah. at the same time. It's very but dark. It's, yeah, it's super dark. It's just like human beings, the only kind of boon and benefit of them is that there were so many of us and we can reproduce relatively fast. And then you're just, you're literally not a person, you're a resource. That, that's yeah. all it is. Yeah. Uh, but 
the 40k space marine games the first yeah. one was a sleeper hit for me and i was like holy shit this is great a third person action game that you're a, what you're what everyone loves about warhammer 40k is you're a space marine you're literally a walking tank killing everything this one they just went like oh you like that one let's make it crazier let's put the tyranids which is just like a really buggy alien they're like kind of like those zerg on steroids and they'll just like massive amount of enemies on screen and it just looks so sick yeah no, i uh i'm definitely into it we'll have to play that together when uh oh when yeah let's co-op yeah let's yep. go yeah so that was that's a pretty exciting one uh next was the witcher season three which is the final season of the witcher well is it uh, or is it henry cavill's no, it's not it's yeah. henry cavill's but i'm not gonna fucking watch liam hemsworth who cares yeah. uh it looks fine <laughs> i don't know i think the yeah. witcher show has always been like fun but it's not like Great, it's like oh, it's fine. Here's a, here's a tie-in. Henry Cavill is going to be in the Warhammer 40k. Let's go! Well, he's the head <laughs> so, of it. He's like the Kevin Feige of the Warhammer universe. Yeah, thank you, Amazon. Um, I will have to give you props on that one, Bezos. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then we got Lies of P. Uh, got a demo and a new release date. That's a game that looks kind of cool. Uh, so yeah, it's like that's the Pinocchio Soulsborne game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, looks pretty I totally nif- miss this nifty. one. That looks kind of cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's the Exoprimals getting Street Fighter 6 tr- crossover, Path of Exile 2. Uh, that's a Obsidian thing, isn't it? No. No. Path of Exile. I, I, I remember, I think Avowed is in the universe of Path of Exile or Pillars of Eternity. Maybe Pillars of Eternity. That's the Obsidian. I am, I am no. Uh, looks pretty good. I'm not into yeah. that kind of game. Uh, who cares? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 season, Marvel Snap, not my thing. Oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! We're at the twisted metal uh, clip. <laughs> oh, yeah, so God. it's it's so weird. Um, I didn't like. I think I'm not too sure if you you pay attention on the um on the the Twitter account for Let's Wing because I just operate that. Um, I thought this was a joke at first. I'm like, those are twist. Like I grew up. Like I know I say this a lot. I grew up on the Twisted Mether series. I played one, two, three. Did not play four because that looks like garbage. Um Blah. but yeah, like yeah. Oh fuck. I don't it's ball. Um but like I loved them. Those are so much fun. They have not aged well, do not play them again. But like I just don't understand. Why do who asked for this? Was it just some guy who's like, I have a lot of money. I remember that cool kind of game. I want to make things edgy and I want to see a lot of people getting murdered. Let's make a to TV me it's, show. It's not. Nah, it's it's marketing people and execs being like, what are video game properties that we have access to that have iconic imagery that people remember? And they're like, oh, yeah, the clown guy, the clown guy in the fucking ice cream truck. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Twisted metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something people will love that. And it's like, no, <laughs> I just no. go I'm like, and, and, you know, Mackie, why? Why did you do this? Just stay Money. with Marvel. You could have done it better. And here's the weird thing is that. Um, I think it's yeah. Will Net is the voice of Sweet Tooth, yeah. But obviously, that's not the physical actor Will Net as Sweet Tooth. So no. it's kind of odd. Yeah, my brain didn't like it. My brain was like, clearly, this is just like a like a big dude doing these actions, and then they voice they add the voice after. So it felt really cheesy and cheap. And then it's like yeah. it's a fight where you know Sweet Tooth is beating up on Anthony Mackie, and then yeah. in order for him to like not get killed. He starts singing the thong song with him, and it's just like, 
I yeah. kind of get what they were going for, but boy, is it fucking rough to watch. Yeah, I, so, I yeah, not am a big fan of things being an absolute train wreck. I would way rather this is an absolute train wreck than like, eh. And so if it's yeah. fucking like the worst thing I've ever seen, that's awesome. And I'm excited yeah. about that. So, well, who knows? I, I, well, we have to at least watch like one episode on it oh, and yeah. then we can kind of like make a call from there. <laughs> My guess is they'll do like uh, the first week. We'll have like two or three episodes kind of to get you hooked. Uh, but then everyone's just going to laugh and then leave it. Um, yeah. So next was Baldur's Gate 3, a little bit more, um, which is cool. Uh, I yeah. may or may not play it depending on the reviews. Mm. Uh, and then Banisher's Ghosts of New Eden, uh, new IP from the creators of Vampire. Vampire. Um, yeah. <clears throat> it looks like a kind of fantasy open world game, but with like horror elements, like ghosts and shit. Um, yeah. Looks pretty cool. Uh, and then we got the Final Fantasy VII Ever Crisis. Which is the mobile retelling of the Final Fantasy VII kind of okay, saga. cool, yeah. So this is like the prologue Final Fantasy VII, right? Like it's like you play Sephiroth, and uh, everything no. Like so that. Ever Crisis is basically everything that has ever existed Final Fantasy VII condensed yeah. into this game. So it'll be it's gonna be episodic, released monthly. Um, mm. So my guess is it'll start at the beginning, like prologue stuff with Sephiroth, kind of the stuff even pre Crisis Core. Uh, which is a prologue to Final Fantasy VII, um, but it's supposed to work its way through the game, and like eventually you'll play through the events of Final Fantasy VII. I actually think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know what to think about it because like I was like a big Final Fantasy VII purist, mm-hmm. so I played um, remake. Yeah, remake, and then I was like, oh okay, I could kind of get to it. But yeah, everything outside of the Final Fantasy VII, like uh, Advent Children, was okay. Um, like I don't know, like all the other games, like try to spin off from Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, Dirge of Cerberus, or yeah, this wasn't good. So Only just, one that's good you know, is Crisis Core. Yeah, I did. I just kind of stopped from that. I was <laughs> like, I'm not gonna play, but I'll, I'll give this game a try. And I think like the I am not excited that it's a mobile game. And I'm guessing, like, based on the amount of costumes or the, the variations of costumes they show in the battle, I'm guessing there's going to be lots of microtransactions and opportunities, you know, to buy skins and shit. Yeah. There's um, a future game that is now mobile that I'm very angry and not very excited for. So that's a hint. Mobile games, thumb. you suck. <laughs> Who? Who? Mobile games. You suck. Oh, yeah. I hate mobile games. <laughs> Um, so I'm excited. I think that it's cool that they're doing that. And I think the style is actually pretty cool. Cause it's like the, it's like the original Final Fantasy seven where the, like there's bits where it's kind of chibi style, uh, where a lot of dialogues happening, but then the battles are like these cinematic events. We'll see. I wish it wasn't mobile. I wish I could play it on PC or PS five and maybe eventually they'll have a compendium version. Um, but you know. I probably will play this, but <coughs> it depends on the pricing model. If it's like, I've got to pay 10 bucks every quarter or whatever i'll be like no just get an android um, emulator and just play it on pc that's probably actually a fair thing to do yeah uh next is we got lord of the rings return to moria which is like a survival game in the minds of maria moria it's uh, uh it was like you can craft you can build it seems kind of neat but also eh. not my thing yeah not not my thing i never my played thing. minecraft i don't know when i will but whatever but he was one power game. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, you go. You go. You go. Oh, here's one game right after that. Uh, Pal World. 
I thought this game was a joke. Like oh, for a, sure. Uh, for sure. I thought this was not a real thing. So here's the thing, viewer or viewer or listener. Uh, Power World was um, so yeah. No, actually, one year ago, um, when I think Scarlet and Violet that game came out for the Switch, um, yeah. this trailer was kind of going viral, and it was, if you recall, it is Pokemon with guns, and you also see people eat Pokemon, which was really yeah. weird. We all thought this was a joke. A joke. We did not 100%. know this was a real thing. <laughs> Guess what? It's a real game. And I'm just like, what is up with this? It looks kind of sick. <laughs> yeah, it looks silly. I feel like yeah. it's going to be an early access game uh, in January. Yeah. And so I'll probably let other people in on the fun. Yeah, I, I, there, I will but. play a little bit. It's probably going to be garbage, but I'm kind of like, hey, I, it could be fun. I, I could. I just I mean, want to see. I want to see that Gatling gun just mowing down Pokemon because that's hilarious. <laughs> I I can't disagree with that. Yeah. Uh, next, we got Sandland, which is the new action game from the guy who did Dragon Ball, the art style. Yeah, uh, so it's like got that blue dragon style. Um, it looks interesting. It's like a tank combat action game kind of thing. Yeah, uh, so it's probably like it's probably like it's probably you know you ever played that that terrible unfortunate enough game um, that the same people from Batman Arkham series made Rocksteady. Max uh, Rocksteady made Max Payne that open world uh, beat em up driving kind of uh, Batman style kind of fighting game. It it wasn't that great. Oh it, you would probably forget it. Um, this kind of gave me that same kind of vibes, but hopefully oh, no. Mad Max. Mad Max. Matt, oh, Matt's, yeah, yeah. Not, not Max. Uh, Avalanche Studios. I think that's yeah. a different people. That's not That's but, not Rocksteady. I thought they were the same guys. Oh, were they yeah. a sub? All right, anyways. Uh, but yeah. Mad Max. I think they're the people who did like the Harry Potter game. Yeah, Harry Potter um, game for sure. But, um, but you know, anyways. Sadland looks kind of interesting. So I'm not going to hold my breath for it. I was really surprised that this came out during Summerfest and not during Xbox or PlayStation because it was yeah. kind of like it should have came out during that because the guy who made Dragon Ball, uh, oh, uh, uh, Akira Toriyama, he's a big deal in Japan in, in Japan because yeah. Dragon Ball was so serialized internationally, it brought Japanese animation into forefront into the world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I was really kind of going, huh weird why is this here should be on sony or xbox whatever yeah it feels like it wasn't i feel like it, it, it could have been a bigger deal but it kind of feels like it was just like a hidden gem which i'm no. excited to see more yeah. uh but i'm not like i feel like they didn't show enough for me to really know yeah uh, we got john Carpenter's toxic commando uh you know it's a know, dead call of duty yeah. shooter it, thing like funny fine. enough is the only game that i was watching this whole trailer um that Jillian was like ooh that looks interesting and i was like what you high like you serious and she's like yeah, yeah. i'm like looks like kind of like a zombie shooter th- sort of thing like it, cool yeah and eh, whatever and um, you must be excited for this game eh. uh <laughs> new star trek game it's like a grand strategy game 4x kind of thing um and they showed nothing they just said hey we're making it and i'm like okay uh so it's yeah. actually hey the full reveal is coming on june 16th so tomorrow uh nice at- it's well, I mean, as the day that you guys are listening to this, uh, if you listen to it as the day it comes out, uh, yeah. you will know more than I know currently. So, yeah, <laughs> uh, next we got another like a dragon 
uh, update. Oh, so yeah, this is the weird one. Jillian also saw this. So this is a spinoff from Yakuza. Uh, mm-hmm. If you are playing, if you are um, thinking about playing the Yakuza series, which is you should. Um, it's great. Uh, cover your ears for 10 seconds. So three, two, one. Spoiler alert. Um, so yeah, Kazuma is back and now he's just doing what he's usually doing, Yakuza, and he's just beating people up. It's weird. Why are you bringing Kazuma back? He retired. He's a little bit in Like a Dragon, which was kind of a cool cameo. Yeah. But why is he here? I don't get it. But okay. Spoiler ended. Yeah. I uh, I don't fully understand this one. It's To me, I, I know the Yakuza franchise is big or like a dragon franchise now, I guess. Yeah. But I'm like, it's, I didn't realize that it was big enough to support multiple games coming out in the same year. So yeah. right. I'm more excited about the, the one with Ichiban. I fucking love Ichiban. Yeah. I think He's Jillian would just play this so she can just play a game in between the last Yakuza and in the, the, the new, like a dragon infinite money in Hawaii. Yeah. In Hawaii. Uh, so excited about that. They showed off a bunch of Alan wake two. Uh, mm-hmm. And boy, does this game look fucking sweet. I still had to play the first one in an American dream. Then I'll play this one because I just need to have my kind of head space. There's probably like a lot of story elements from the first one. It's probably going to come in here. The only thing I really am hoping for is that they don't have product placement of flashlight batteries of Energizer, <laughs> which also didn't make sense because your flashlight constantly runs out of battery, so it wasn't actually a really good Yeah, PR it's not move. a good... Yeah. <laughs> so, well, my flashlight lasts for five minutes. Yeah, with Energizer. Should have picked new cell. Um, yeah, no, it looked really good. Forgot about that. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i super excited. I am trying to mostly stay kind of spoiler-free, so I'm actually not watching too much. I, I actually skipped through this one because I was like... I yeah. saw the trailer at the PlayStation one, and I'm like, I'm sold. I probably won't play it right when it comes out just because there's so many other games that I want to play, but... I will definitely play it when it goes on sale, uh, yeah. and it looks fucking cool. Yeah, I only uh, looked at got... screenshots. That that that's pretty much yeah. it. <laughs> looks really pretty too. Next, we got Sonic Superstars, which is kind of a two D Sonic modern game. Uh, kind of into it. I think I prefer sprite based platformers to three D ones. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's a return of classic. It could be good. It could not be. Sonic Frontiers seems to be. You know, hit or miss. Some people really liked it. Some people didn't. But it sounds like it was a good start. So yeah. I'm glad that they're doing some classic stuff. Uh, it looks a little too zoomed in for me. Like, it's hard to describe. But on, like, some of the screens, I'm like, it's really, like, hard to see where you're going. But uh, it looks okay. <laughs> yeah. I I looked at it and I was like, eh, I'm past this in my life. So I mm-hmm. will skip it. Uh, yeah. Then we have Fortnite, Wild, Reveals, Transport. Who, Who gives a shit? Move on. Uh, Mortal Kombat <laughs> 1. Yeah, some gameplay. Yeah, gameplay of them fighting and killing each other. Um, fighting games are cool, but if you're going to be competitive fighting game, just play Street Fighter. You'll you'll probably be better off. Mortal Kombat has a pretty big scene too. I'm more of a Street Fighter really? guy, but uh, really, oh yeah, Mortal yeah, Kombat had a big. Yeah, they it came back in the last three games have been quite successful, like nine, ten, eleven, and then now. Okay, one. <laughs> Viewers, if um, you if you are playing Mortal Kombat, please surprise me. Email me at let's wing it. Let's wing it 22 at gmail.com. I, I would sure. like to know. I would like to know the people who play that game. Hell yeah. So it looks good. It looks violent. It looks, you know, great. I don't fully understand why it's Mortal Kombat 1. Like, I guess it's like a prequel game or something. They're rebooting the know. whole thing. Okay, that, that's sure. what it is. Fine. Yeah. Cool. I was like, oh. uh, next we got an uh, announcement, which was quite a surprise for a new Prince of Persia. What do you think, Jono? Not excited. No. I was like, why? Like, you guys went too far back 
<laughs> it's like Sands of Time was such a great evolution for the well, like I I don't even know. It's like a franchise at that time. It was just like it, yeah, it it was it was a fan. Okay, it, it was so cool. Like like stylistically, I haven't played a game that made me like enjoy playing a game as like Sands of Time, and then you yeah. just kind of like went back too far, and now it's a two D platformer. And I'm like, well, not two D, three D platformer. And I'm like, mm. no, it's a two D platformer. It's like two point five D. Um, I love. Prince of Persia. Sands of Time is yeah. easily my top 10 games of all time. I yeah, yeah. fucking love Sands of Time. Yeah. And I think one of the things that complicates this announcement is the fact that there is supposed to be a Prince of Persia Sands of Time remake and it was supposed to come out last year and then it was yeah. supposed to come out this year and then very recently it got pushed indefinitely. And so we don't know the future of this franchise. They released the thing like, oh. hey, we're kind of like starting over again on that. So that's the, the last Prince of Persia news we have. And then all of a sudden, this new incarnation that is not that at all comes out. And I think that it could be really good. I'm okay with like a Metroidvania style Prince of Persia. Like you said, it's kind of throwback mm-hmm. to the original series. Yeah. Um, it looks fun. The action looks good. I think the music that they used in the trailer was a mistake. But I think there's a lot of potential in that. But it's hard to separate it from my disappointment from the Sense of Time remake not existing. And so... Yeah. I think that's a, there's a lot of complicated factors going into why okay. apparently there's a lot of hate for this. Yes. But I'm okay with it. It doesn't really read as Prince of Persia to me. Like, I don't watch the trailer and I'm like, that's a Prince of Persia game. Yeah. But I also felt that way about the 2008 one, which was kind of like the cell shaded one. Yeah. And I ended up loving that. So. So, okay, um, cool. So I didn't really look into it. I just had that knee jerk reaction. I was like, I thought this was their attempt to remake their game. So that's what oh. my initial reaction. I was like, this isn't the Sands of Time remake. What the hell? So I watched yeah. it a little bit and I was like, I got really mad. I'm like, I got I have 20 more trailers. I'm not I'm not gonna spend more time on this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, fair, fair. Uh next we got a Spider-Man 2 announce or date, which I thought was interesting that they separated it from the PlayStation thing. So it's coming out October 20th. Yep. Fantastic. And then great. the final big closer was the Final Fantasy VII Rebirth trailer, which yes. is remake part two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized very quickly that I only have room in my brain for hype for one game. Uh, and that, yep. I was like, it was weird because Final Fantasy VII is my game. I have fucking cloud tattooed on my back. I fucking love Final Fantasy VII. Yep. I loved remake. But I watching that trailer, I was like, like this, this is nothing, there's nothing in this for me in the sense that like, yeah, the combat looks very similar. Like, hey, there's team up attacks. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, the open world looks like kind of okay. They're like, just I don't I got, really want to hear got, anything I got about a it. little <laughs> bit spoiled on it because, like, oh, I didn't know Red Thirteen was going to be here this early. Oh crap. Oh uh, well, he was in fun. the. I thought he was. I, in did, the I didn't. I didn't. Fin- I didn't finish. I didn't finish remake because okay. okay. Right. Viewer, I did not finish the game. Because here's why: I had the original PS4, like the original original, <laughs> that one that was only meant for 1080p. And playing this game because it was at like PS4's end of life, basically. Mm-hmm. My PS4 was so loud. <laughs> it was like <laughs> I was like, okay, I went onto a PS5 and I got a PS5 and I just didn't end up playing it. I do want to play it. Yeah. It's gonna be really good. But uh yeah, this game I was I think I felt the same way. I was like, ooh, cool. It's gonna be neat. And they're probably yeah. gonna get all the way up to that's I can't remember the city with the big cannon. 
and the, the bike and have the big Juno bike there. Juno, Juno, yeah. And then they're going to kill that monster with a big cannon, and it'll probably just end there because they got up to that point. I saw that one mm-hmm. scene. I'm like, I know what that is. I know exactly mm-hmm. what that is. Um, but yeah. So the thing that's really interesting is spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake, everybody. Five, four, three, two, one. So at the end of the game, they basically during the game, because you haven't played it, for everyone who hasn't played it, uh, oftentimes during the game, when things are kind of dip, deviating from the original story, there'll be these kind of like floating spirit hooded figures that appear that kind of float and they help push you towards what is like the canon story. But one of the final fights at the end is you fight them and you destroy that power. So basically mm-hmm. you're free from like the canon storyline and basically they free up the story to be like, hey, we're off, we're, we're off book now. We're doing a new story. And so I think that they're going to go different. I think, I think it'll be a mix of like, these are the beats you want, but there'll be different things. I really don't know where they're going to cut it. Cause like they could go all the way there. They could go further. They could go less far and they could build out the game how they want. Yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll end with clouds, uh, insanity. And then yeah, he, he'll, have his, he'll have his moment. He'll, he'll be recovered at the end. And that'll be like, there'll be a final battle after he is recovered. And then they'll, that'll be the game is my guess. I, I thought, well, maybe like this game will go all the way to clouds. Like, like he gets thrown into the Mako, like, you know, that scene. And then yeah. the third, the last third game will be him recovering and then kind of like doing that open world. Hopefully they do this because it's a very big Final Fantasy trope is that he's able to do all the like little side quests that he could and then mm-hmm. fight Sephiroth at the end or Je- Jehovah or whatever. Well, yeah, we know that they at least make it to Cosmo Canyon. We saw Oppenheimer yeah. or Oppen- Oppenganger. I can't remember name yeah uh, and we seem like talking about the stuff and it's gonna be a pretty game i'm one billion percent playing it the second that it's out uh yeah. but it, i felt shocked at how little i was enthused at the trailer normally like final fantasy 7 news i'm like oh, oh fuck yeah uh but i was like cool okay here's cool. actually here's one thing i was super jazzed about uh well i guess the empire at war in final fantasy 7 remake the first one um yeah but seeing more turks i was like Yay! They'll yeah. literally other than Biggs, uh, Wedge, and I can't remember the third one. Jesse. Uh, Jesse. The Turks are great. I don't know why. I just love them, even though they're bad guys. It was just, yeah. I don't know. They were kind of fun. Sure. But also, so um, close- oh, oh, actually, sorry. Wait, sorry. And also, uh, Aerith and uh, Tifa. Oh my God. Um, 11-year-old Jono waifu status was like, who? Love them. And now they look fucking amazing. And I'm like, yep, I will be uh, admittedly going, yep, I will get the figurines and I will worship them weeb style. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty hard to deny that Tifa is like one of the hottest video game people ever. Like of yes. any gender. She's yeah. so hot. And also, anyways, you see, also see her in cowboy status. <laughs> so it's like dope. <laughs> yeah. When she's a kid, because that's like the flashback. Yeah. Um. All right. So that brings us to the end of the summer game fest. What yeah. I I'll go give my rating first this time. Um. I liked it more than the PlayStation, less than the Xbox One. Uh. Yeah. But I seem to like the Xbox One more than I think most people. Uh. So I'll give. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna create my rating. PlayStation B. This B plus. Xbox A minus. Okay. I will. PlayStation was B for me. Xbox was C plus. I will give this. Uh, a C plus as well, but if you're gonna go yep. grading status, I would give Xbox like a seventy five percent, oh seventy eight percent, and then this would be like an eighty two percent. 
So it's like sure. it's a higher C plus. No wait, but it's no B plus. No wait, C plus what would it? be sixty. No. Okay, sixty-eight. No, seventy-eight. Okay. Seventy-eight. So let's go. No, anyways, it's it's a it's a little bit higher than Xbox because you know what? Yeah, I'm really hyped for Warhammer Space Marine Two, and it gave me just enough of the gameplay. I'm super excited for. Sure, I think what I found was I there wasn't as much stuff that I was surprised by. Um, yes. like there was lots of stuff that I was like, that looks pretty cool. That looks pretty cool. That looks pretty cool. But it was like, there wasn't as much like, oh shit, I can't believe that's fucking coming. Like, mm-hmm. so, uh, and the stuff that was sh- surprising was like, okay, yeah, we're getting a new Star Trek strategy game. Yes. It was, we were due. Yeah. It's time. Yeah. Uh, so that's that conference next. Uh, let's do the Ubisoft one. I didn't um, watch too much of the Ubisoft one. Okay. Um, I watched a little bit of Star Wars Outlaws. Because here's the thing is that, yes, I do want to see gameplay, but um, I don't know if I actually overall want to see showcases of gameplay. Like, okay. I don't want them. I don't I don't quite like it when people go, this is how you play the game. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, don't don't show me this. this Don't show me how to play a game. Show me what the gameplay is like. And then I can decide okay. if I want to play like that or I can play sure. whatever I want. But it's fine. Like I did watch a couple minutes of it. I did not go through it all, so sure. I might not be able to comment on everything. I'm the opposite. I like those little ten minute gameplay things where they're like, yeah. when you when you in Star Wars Outlaws, yeah. you'll choose between being a smuggler and a killer. And it's like this time we're gonna kill. And they they show shit. And like uh, I like because you can't always show it super clearly. Like it's hard yeah. to demonstrate choice. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, Star Wars Outlaws looks pretty good. Uh, yeah. I think it's really funny. Ubisoft has been made fun of for being, you know, the open world game people. Like they make, you know, Watch Dogs and Far Cry and Assassin's mm. Creed. Uh, and now they're extending that to franchises. <laughs> oh, we have an open world Star Wars game. Oh, we have an open world of Avatar game. And it's yep. like, yeah, okay, cool. Um, so I think they look good. I think Star Wars Outlaws looks fun. Um, very much like... Uh, open world game that's made by Ubisoft. I'm like not particularly stoked about it. I much prefer uh, tight linear experiences, but the 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 segments they showed look fun and it could be really really good. Yeah. Um, and I feel pretty much the same about the Avatar one. I think I'm actually more excited about the Avatar one than Star Wars. Um, yeah, I watched the Avatar one and I was like, cool. It's okay. Here's Here's the um, here's the caveat. This is where David and I really differentiate here. Is mm-hmm. that I watched Avatar two. I did not like it, but Asterix, I did not go see it in theaters. I watched it at home, mm-hmm. and I was expecting something completely different. He explained it to me later that it's like you have to go to see a movie theaters to have the full visual experience. I kind of didn't care. I just wanted story right. and James Cameron action. I saw this and I was kind of like, cool, like neat. And, but I learned how Ubisoft was developing too. So I'm very scared about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think it's that Ubisoft's the worst. Is it just gone? They're in a rough patch. And so I think that this could be pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it could also be generic open world shit. Uh, I think why I'm excited about it mm-hmm. is that, the strength of Avatar to me is the thought that went into creating the world and the yeah. details and the textures of it. And the movies can only give you so much of that. 
and, and I like the little bits of the movie gives me. You're like, okay, yeah, that's how the ecosystem works. You know, oh, that creature, that's a really yeah. fucking cool creature. Yeah. But this, I'm hoping, goes really deep into that and like really brings you into the world yes. and the texture of it. Yeah. And so I'm hoping that that's what it is, is Far Cry on Pandora, but Pandora is really well developed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to, to be fair, the only reason why I'm kind of like kind of interested, maybe I'll just be patient with it until they have more details or they get closer to release is that this game is made. Yes, it's you know being published by Ubisoft, but it's made by a studio that I have like a lot. I forgot that these guys were I, I'm glad to hear that these guys are still around. It's made by Ent massive entertainment. So hmm. these guys have kind of been around since I started playing video games. And no. they made 100 years ago, long, a lot of games. I'm an old man, <laughs> um, but they made like cool RTS games back in the day, like squad based games called Ground Control. Mm -hmm. We don't know about it. Look it up. It has not aged well, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It but cool if you want to, yeah, if you want to play like they made Ground Control 1, Ground Control 2, <laughs> they made a really cool game, World in Conflict. That game is I loved still, World in Conflict. Yeah, so that game has aged still really well because I played it okay. a uh, couple months ago, and yeah, play. It's super cool, and it also so, kind of makes me kind of worried because it's kind of like well, the world kind of kind of seems like it's heading because Russia is gonna just do stupid things. Um, but yeah, uh, but the next one is uh, they made Far Cry Three, which is probably the best one out of the whole series. Right, Far Cry Three, really, really. I think I like. I mean, you might be right. Three, three might be the best. One. No, no, three, um, three is the best one for the villain. Yeah, Far Cry Four is a very improved game. On top of it, mm -hmm. I think yeah, it's hard to pick any specific that's like the best. It, it depends yeah. on what you're there for. Like, I love Far Cry One mm. for like what it was at the time and what a thrill it was. Yeah. I think Far Cry Two is amazing because it's like this immersive sim. And it's all like all these like interlocking systems, you know, like you can like set the bush on fire and that can create a yeah. distraction so you can like sneak into the the outpost and shit. Yeah. Two Three was when they locked in on like the modern Far Cry formula. And since yeah. then, it's just been a refinement of that. Yeah. Um, Far Cry so 2 was definitely one, cool, away, but yeah. it was kind of like weird. I never actually got past one part because I just kept doing shit. <laughs> so sure. I got kind of tired of it. But it Far Cry 2 definitely was um had had really cool cool core gameplay elements to it for sure for sure and like i said i I like all the far cries i've played all of them but i never finish any of them did you finish them on uh, one no i didn't like that i i thought it was okay that one was uh, i think i was so hyped for it I, yeah i was so hyped and you can just i think a big problem i have with ubisoft games is they are like they toy with the idea of being political and then they're like not really no 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 no, no. Just don't worry about it don't worry just about joking. it just yeah joking. it's like Actually having this like like Americana cult where it's like, you know, they believe they're the chosen one. Like that's a crazy cool thing. In the time of MAGA and Trump shit, like yeah. you could have done a really strong political statement. But like yeah. they just were like so wishy washy and like they don't commit to anything. Cause like, oh, it's not political. It's just a game. And it's like, just a game. Fuck yeah. you, Ubisoft. You it suck. was just it was uh, just so close. And then they made um pretty much I'll be honest, this is probably my favorite uh Ubisoft game at least in the last five or recent years is the division. The division was sick. Even though it was a sponge shooter, third person RPG game, that game, the dark zone was amazing. It was so cool. Even Jillian got into it. I like her and I were like, you want to go to dark zone? She's like, yeah. And we were just like 
we would team up and betray so many people. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> it was just it, the game was so cool. And then Division Two it improved a lot, but they fucked up the Dark Zone and no one liked that. Um, so I will give Avatar kind of like a interest in it, but I I will say out of Avatar and Star Wars, I think maybe I'm inverse from you. I'm more interested in sure. Star Wars than Avatar. Yeah, I think I think that's totally fair. I feel like. It's kind of just like, what are you more into? Kind of like the third person action adventure or the first person stuff. Yeah. And it remains to be seen. One could be good. One could be bad. Uh, it's a little early. Um, yeah. But then after that, they moved on to showing Prince of Persia gameplay. Uh, yeah. Doesn't really sway me what they showed. I'm like, it looks pretty good. Pretty good Metrovania shit. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, and then they showed a bunch of Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, and... So will, what's your what's your current status with the Assassin's Creed franchise, Jono? Mine is I'm done. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Because here's the problem. What I was a big fan of Assassin's Creed way back, even when Jade Raymond was heading the helm. First one, I thought was like the gameplay was stupid repetitive, but you can kind of power through the game. And it was like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And he kept kind of teasing this whole storyline concept of you learn stuff in the past so you can bring it to the future and they never did the future shit why like it's just like i don't like okay yeah first one was bad second one was really good brotherhood was really good and then yeah they kind of milked Ezio too much and then third one was yeah so here's the thing they just they never fully committed they're like oh people like past let's stay past about like but the storyline the storyline was so cool Cause it's like between chapters is like, Oh, you're learning stuff and you know where things are. And then they yeah, just do I, all this thing. They just never committed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can agree. I think that playing the first three or four, I thought, yeah, there was going to be like a modern day Assassin's Creed. And I was like, that'd be fucking so cool. And I thought that watchdogs might, you know, be that, but then it became clear that that's not what it was. Yeah. Um, I, I love Assassin's Creed two and four. I think four is a fucking awesome. Which one's game. four? That's the pirate one. Oh yeah, win. yeah, 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 yeah. Thumbs uh, up. And I fuck one. yeah, I love both those games for different reasons, and they're both awesome. Yeah. Uh, I think one and three are fine, uh, and then they went too far with Unity and Syndicate. Uh, I played Syndicate more the was kind of neat because he had a train, but it was like okay. <laughs> and then they reinvented, which was working for a bit. You know, they did Origins, Odyssey, and then Valhalla. But I <laughs> had zero interest in those games because it's just like. It felt just like generic fantasy RPG. You're not uh, an assassin anymore in for in Odyssey. You're just like you're just fighting people. Yeah, you're like a precursor, and it's just like it was. It was literally they just took the Witcher model and they blew it out. And like the, there's so much content, and all of it's very B tier. It never felt no. like there was like these really incredible missions. It was like just content, and I don't fucking want content. I want really good content. I want really yeah. impactful missions. And man, that game just got so fucking bloated. Yeah. So I'm pretty done with Assassin's Creed, but this is a return to kind of the old style. Like you're in a city yeah. and you're like, you're navigating and hiding. And it's like, they say it, it's like combat is a backup solution. And I'm super excited about that because that was a big problem I had with the open world ones is that, yeah, you're <laughs> going to get into fights and you're going to fight people. You're not assassinating people. You're just a fucking, you're a warrior. Yeah. Yeah, here, here's a big thing with the problem with Assassin's Creed. Even like the first and second one, like a lot of the early ones, even the late ones, the kind of like you start becoming like if you're good at timing, and it's not even like hard to time a lot of this combat. 
you can literally just like God mode it and just like, and you would kill every guard that is chasing after you. And you're like, I'm good. Yeah. And so you don't you even need to be an assassin because you can just yeah. kill everyone. Yeah. I'm hoping they, they get the balance right because you have to feel like a badass, but also has to feel like stealth is the better option. You need the reward of being able to do it flawless, flawlessly and then getting your target. Like that's yeah. Assassin's Creed. Like that's, that's all. I feel like Assassin's Creed suffers from, and bear with me, this is going to be a little bit of a long roundabout way. Assassin's Creed suffers from the same thing Sonic games do, where the best level is the first level, where like there's no, like there's no limits. It's just like, fucking run, go, have fun, man. And you're yeah. like, oh, it's easy. And I'm just like enjoying the movement. And like Assassin's Creed's like that, where you're like, I can go anywhere, I can climb anything. And then as they need to introduce like challenges, the challenges make it less fun. So like in Assassin's Creed, all of a sudden a bunch of rooftops will have guards and then it's no longer just like fucking run and, and like run, like go on rooftops and hide anywhere you want. It's like yeah. you have to kind of just like, you know, do boring stealth and it becomes less and less fun as they try and make it harder. Yeah. And I feel like Sonic's like that where it's like as soon as you have to slow down and kind of like time your jumps and shit, it's like. Uh, okay. No one wants to play the Creed, underwater it's... level. No one wants to play that. No one ever <laughs> yeah, hates exactly. the underwater level. But yeah, uh, and, Assassin's Creed takes so, your shit. <laughs> so I'm excited. Um, I definitely won't be a day one buyer, but I will keep keeping an eye on Assassin's Creed Mirage because I love the old Assassin's Creeds. Even yeah, one and three. I enjoyed Connor and three fine. Um, and I actually was thinking about playing Unity because apparently it's pretty good and on PC it looks pretty great. Um, that's the French but, one, right? That's the French one, yes. Yeah. So it's like, you know, uh, Renaissance Paris. Like, that's pretty cool. I get to run around Renaissance Paris. Yeah. Um, And that's a... It's a we'll see. Then yeah. they do a bunch of other Assassin's Creed stuff. Crew stuff. Uh, they show the anime trailer for Blood Dragon. Like, Far Cry Blood Dragon. It's called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Sure. I was excited because I thought it was a game. And I was like, yay! Blood Dragon game! Uh, Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And here's here's um, the big one, or I guess what you want to go talk to X Defiant. No, 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 the big one. Go, go, go. Yeah, the big one, the big one that we've all been waiting for is Skull and Bones. Yay! Holy crap! I was watching this trailer and I was like, "What is this game?" Oh, <gasps> <laughs> Ubisoft finally! Yeah. And like like the other trailer, um, for Like a Dragon. Jillian was like, what is this? I'm like, <laughs> you remember Black Flag and uh, and all those other ones that they, they should have just kept going with? She's like, yeah, it's this. And it looks freaking sick. I hope so. It's one of those games that it's worrying that it's taken so long because you play Assassin's Creed 4 and you're like, just do that. But like, take away 50% of the stuff you do on land and add 100% more C stuff, more yeah. customization, more... That and it's like it seems pretty simple to take the 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 skeleton of Assassin's Creed Four and build this game on it. Yeah, Assassin's Creed Four came out as a launch game for the PS4. Yeah, like it was literally a launch game for last gen, and they haven't figured out the like sequel spinoff thing. Um, and it's been fucking thirteen years, ten yeah. years, ten years, so ten years. It's been a long time, and um, if let's just say this. Ubisoft, if you screw this up, you're dead to me. You're literally, I will go, oh, you're a garbage studio now that might have one game that I'm interested in. You're the Maybe. Activision. You're the little Activision of my my life. 
Well, and I think Ubisoft has been really, really been struggling where for many years it's been like, what do they make? They just make the like generic shitty open world stuff. And they, they yeah. all of their interesting IPs have laid dormant. Like, yeah. yeah, there's a new Prince of Persia, but it's like, it's not the one we want. Okay, no Splinter Cell. Okay. Yeah. So we get another Far Cry. We get another uh, uh, Watch Dogs. We get another... Um, What's the other yeah. fucking overall game? Like, I used honest. to be excited for any Ubisoft game to come out. I'm like, yeah, this is going to be sick. And then he just kept going. They literally, what ha- probably happened, and, you know, this is really ironic from coming from a business person, is that literally the stockholders, they went public. The stockholders kind of took control, and they just filled it up with a ton of and people with NBA going, we're going to build yeah. games with data. People really yeah, exactly. like to ship things. Yeah. yeah, People like our open world games. We will make more open world games. Yes. And it's like, no, yeah. like it's good when you have variety because like the Ubisoft I love fucking makes Rayman. It makes Splinter Cell. It makes yeah. all these like different types of games that aren't super available elsewhere. Yeah. They go, and oh, it's frustrating. They, they want to customize their character. Let's make all them nameless people that you could just put yeah. funny T-shirts on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we will charge yeah, them like, $10 for that. To me, the fact that like they're doing another Ghost Recon after the last two have fucking sucked. And it's like, bro, you have all these other Tom Clancy franchises that people are hungry for. And it's like same with like Rainbow Six. Okay, yeah, people want a good tactical shooter. Fine. You can have this fucking sci fi futuristic arena shooter thing be a, a Rainbow Six game. But like, give us the tactical shooter, too. No, we get a fucking zombie Rainbow Six. Like what? Do they really think that this is what we fucking want? It's no, you're it's the NBA guys being like, okay, that that event they did that one time, that was pretty popular. Okay, the numbers show that that would be pretty popular. And we get to double dip on a lot of these skins. You know, we make the skins for Rainbow Six and then they appear in extraction. You know, we can uh, double dip uh, on these things. It's an efficient way to maximize profits. And yeah. you're like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. So it's, it's very ironic for me to say this, but yeah, like literally- I'm in my point in my life where I'm trying to balance business knowledge and art. Cause like, you know, being mm-hmm. at the MKBHD series is really great for that. Cause like, you know, we don't make that many videos. Um, so we're really careful what we make, but we also want to make it as best as we can. So even in the sponsor contents, yeah, like brands, you're listening right now. Like we, you, you pay us a lot of money. Uh, you make a really good, uh, video that we feel really proud of. Like that, that, that's what you get. And that, that's why I'm right now. And to me, how Ubisoft is just really just freaking handling all the franchises. And this kind of leads me up to the next one is that this is what you're not supposed to do with Tom Clancy's division. You're not supposed to make it a mobile game. You, you just you, like, well, I don't understand. Like you, you went back to New York, which that's all we really wanted. Cause New York was a sweet setting for Division One, yeah, but you you make it a mobile game, and I was like super kind of stoked about it because like when I first watched the trailer, I'm like, oh, they're going back to New York, awesome, awesome, cool, and it just cuts into real gameplay, and I'm like, this looks bad, and then you realize it's a mobile game, and then you just want to get so mad because the Division is an amazing series, and you screwed it up. I don't even feel as strongly about it as you do because I, I I only bought the division two because you were into it and I was like we'll play together and then I don't think we ever ended up playing together. Yeah. Um, I played uh, it a little bit so with I, Nick I and then Jill yeah. and I played it because the storyline was actually decent in number two. Okay. Uh, first one was really good, but just like it just had a couple issues. Um, but yeah, two is good, but he screwed up Dark Zone, so multiplayer kind of sucked. Uh, but yeah, like. I don't know. Maybe I don't know why I like the vision so much. Maybe it's just because 
The Dark Zone was so good. I'll just keep saying that again. But it just it was so unique that I didn't expect myself to like. And then I was able to play with Jillian a lot and she loved it a lot. And she got super tactical sure. and she even got freaking twitty uh you know twitch shooter uh yeah. like hitting like critical shots like easily. And it was just yeah. I don't know. It just but if you when you take like a really awesome property and just make it to a mobile game you just literally said okay i give up i'm just gonna just cash in yeah when it's just like it's so clearly the money people making that decision it's like yeah. it's not a someone at the studio's like i really want to make a mobile version of the division yeah. i just want to i love it and it's like no it's like well we have properties that we need aren't you know fully utilizing to their fullest extent yeah but in the discussion of balance of art and business when you maximize and you know utilize everything to the maximum it devalues it and it becomes like i don't care about this anymore because there's too much bullshit associated Mm. with it so i think that the ubisoft is definitely in a like a precarious spot i was surprised that there is as much stuff that i wanted and there was lots of gameplay yeah um i think it's hard to rate publisher or like like the big first party studios on the same scale as like the secondary ones or like the, you know, the, the, the big publishers. Um, I feel like I would give this a B. Um, there was yeah. stuff that I really liked and there's not a bunch of like, not a bunch of bullshit. Um, but nothing I was like pumped about. It was like, yeah. ah, yes, more open world stuff with franchises. And then the other franchises that I already knew were coming. Okay. I would give this one just a bit above the Xbox. Well, no, you know, I won't make it a little bit lower because you fucked up Division. <laughs> so <laughs> um, I'm excited for Skull and Bones, but I think I'm I'm like you. I'm like, if it's not good, this is a bad thing. And then I think the only thing redeeming about this whole list is Star Wars. Like, I'm, granted, I'm really surprised how they got Star Wars. Um, EA has been doing a decent recovery job after Battlefront um, with Fallen Order. So I was like, well, how, how come Ubisoft gets a, a crack of Star Wars? So bas- they'd announced basically after Battlefront 2, because it was a 10-year, I think, exclusive, or f- maybe five years, yeah. exclusive window five, for five, you to make yeah. games. And they were able to sign, they were looking to sign for longer, and Disney was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to work, like the old model. They brought in new business people yeah. from kind of outside that knew the games industry a little bit more, and were like, hey, we don't need one studio to make all our games. We can go and like curate a better selection of games across a variety of studios. Yep. And that's, that's what star Wars is best for is that it's a huge franchise. Everyone wants to make a star Wars game. Yeah. Find the studios that are passionate about it. Don't just find the big money bags. It's like, I'll pay you a hundred million dollars to be the only maker of star Wars games. Yeah. No, go and find like these people that want to make these games and yeah. get them to make. I'm it. just, I'm just surprised oh. that they were able to get, get this through because this they probably pitched us like three four years ago and oh, that was probably, also yeah. a really low point for ubisoft to get it past the finish line so hey you know good for you guys that you guys were able Agreed. to convince it because it looks pretty good um but i mean i think if you gave it to like a studio like a sucker punch or insomniac i'm just like it could have just given it to a you know a sucker punch or a um uh, you know like insomniac like like one of those like playstation studios that could have done an amazing job but uh i'm sure this will be good and like though i bet it's harder for a first party studio that's like got a a smaller bandwidth 
to have multiple projects and so they probably it just didn't fit yeah uh, but i could see maybe i could see especially xbox i feel like xbox in particular could definitely use a first party uh star wars game star wars game and i mean there is supposed to be a first party or an exclusive ps5 star wars game in the kotor remake so the knights of the old republic is supposed to getting a full remake and it's supposed to be a ps5 slash pc exclusive some all right we kind of right. do have that i guess all right all right all right i'll give it but, a um, bit but yeah um the next yeah, one i'll give it a b unfortunately enough um with the next show uh capcom uh they should not have had a show i did not know that they had a show so i have not watched any of these <laughs> Well, you didn't miss much. Dragon Dog. I don't. I do not care about Dragon's Dogma. It looks the most fucking generic shit ever. Really? I know. I just made someone so mad. I just <laughs> could not care. Um, here's here's the thing. looks much. Well, actually, oh, yeah. wait. Let me just stop. Okay, guys. Uh, view, listeners, like I've known David for like like we've known each other like for almost five years now. So um, at least five years, yeah. Yeah. Just just take David's opinion with a grain of salt. Him and I differ. Mm. We we have a lot of shared interests. But we have a lot of different opinions. This is why this show works so well. Um, Hell yeah. He's not God. I'm not God. Uh, if you like what you like, if you like tic-tac-toe, I think that game's derivative. Uh, <laughs> you like it, you just do whatever you want. But yeah, Dragon's Dogma. Uh, I'm excited for Dragon's Dogma. I didn't watch this video. But um, yeah, just just, just don't, don't give us a one out of five. <laughs> it's not my thing. Yeah. I, I, just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. Um, I don't. Do you have anything else you want to say about Dragon's Dogma too? Nope, that's it. Keep going. Uh, then we got Pragmata, which was delayed indefinitely. It was a very cute delay because it's like it's already been delayed from 2022 to 2023, and then it was like forever. And they they did it like in universe. It was cute. This game, the original revealed trailer, I believe, was at a PlayStation conference, and yep. I was actually pretty excited about it. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks like a weird kind of like not quite surreal, but like sort of surreal sci-fi thing. Uh, I don't really know what the game is. I don't think they've really shown much of the game outside of these little gameplay snippets yep cool style uh shame that we're gonna have to be waiting for it but i'd rather it come out good than bad yep uh next is a ace attorney trilogy thing uh i've never played any of the ace attorney i games. would actually suggest trying one um okay here's the thing it's a decision-based game based on also little interactive things uh it's mostly the story um enjoy the story and it's a really good storyline and mm -hmm. Uh, if you ever, when we do go to Japan, uh, we'll go watch one of the plays and they're really good. Cool. Sure. I'm super down. Uh, after that, we got Exoprimal, which uh, is coming out soon. Uh, it looks like it could be pretty nifty. Is it's it the one that I think people, it's the one that people thought was going to be the Dino Crisis one, but it's more just like. It's hunting dinosaurs, right? It's like hunting dinosaurs, but like you got a fancy space suit. Oh, it looks no, okay. this is the Earth, like Earth Defense Force with oh, dinosaurs. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of curious about that because I've always really wanted to play Earth Defense Force, but I've just sure. no one, no one was around to play it. Um, but Aww. yes, it's just really over the top, like action, stupid action, just shooting dinosaurs. It's just, just it's it's to it's to scratch that itch to go hunting and shooting a lot of things. It's yeah, sure. It's I think it, okay. I think it could fit. Uh, and then we got the Ghost Trick demo is now available. Not a game that I super know or mm -hmm. am interested in, but it looks it looks really cool. Mm -hmm. um, cool style. And then we got the there was the reveal for or and they replayed the trailer that was shown at the Xbox for Kinutsugami Path of the Goddess, which is that like demon. Yeah. The Japanese demon game looks cool. Yeah. Uh, 
the gameplay doesn't seem to be my thing. Yep. Uh, there was also the Mega Man X uh, dive. X no, dive offline in. coming to Steam. Oh, I yeah, cause I think it's like a Mega Man Network type thing. I don't know. I actually don't fully understand what it is. It looks kind of bad. <laughs> I'm going to lie to you. Here's, it looks uh, okay. Here's the thing with Mega Man. The, they are just really cool platform shooters, but it just has not able to evolve further because that core no. of people who like that kind of game, you know, it's probably like a little bit of me, a little bit of you, but like, how can you really take Mega Man further? I don't know. Like, the only closest thing that I don't understand why they never continued it ever since from two is Mega Man Legends. I don't, like, have you played Mega Man Legends? Oh yeah. I played one and two and I love those games. It's, it's a little weird, kind of clunky that parts. The controls are awful yeah. by today's controls standards. Are so just, it's hard to go back to. Yeah. You can't, you, it, it does not age well. Just watch the YouTube video people play. You'll yeah. probably have the same enjoyment. Or like, there's lots of good video essays of like talking about why they're so great. Yeah. And they're weird. Same with um, so the the like spin-off game, Misadventures of Tron Bon. Yeah. Uh one of the rarer PS1 games. It's like a nine hundred dollar game. Nine hundred dollars? Yeah, yeah. But it's pretty fucking cool, man. Oh my god. Um But I mean, you can just pirate that shit. Yeah. I mean, I would never pirate uh Yeah, but I mean like I would um, pay nine hundred dollars. Yeah. So I just don't understand. Like those games were critically acclaimed to be really good. And they just never did it, and they just kept doing Mega Man X, X2, whatever. Yeah. And it was just so hard. Like, even when you played them and there is a storyline, I don't like the game never really revealed much of the storyline. And it would be like maybe two pages of dialogue at most. So, yeah, it's the stories don't really matter. And they became more and more story focused. Like, Mm -hmm. as you get to like X, six, seven, eight, yeah, they're like, there's pretty story heavy, but I don't fucking care. And those games suck. And like, It's a, I, I, Big Man X is one of like my formative games. Like yeah. that was the first game I remember renting, uh, when I had the choice of renting games and I fucking loved yeah, that I game. Remember I still do it. I own it. Playing Mega Man X and I came up with those at one level where you're just like on that little hoverboard or you're kind of like, it's that, yeah. it's that trope of platform games where you're just like forced into a obstacle course that you have to memorize patterns. Oh, and sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's like the mining cart too, yeah. Uh, I think I played like that level like for like three hours because I just kept failing at it. Uh, yeah. My mom was so happy for me when I beat that because she's like, I'm just so sick of it because it just, because it would give you verbal cues like duck, jump, duck, duck, jump, duck, duck. Like you, you, that must be a later one then. Oh, maybe. I, I don't remember maybe, having yeah. verbal cues. Maybe it cues. might not be X, but it was Anyways. like a later one. And she was like so happy for me. She was like, I'm so glad that you beat that level. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. I, uh, yeah, I, I like OG Mega Man, like NES stuff. I really liked the revivals, like 9 and 10 on yeah. the PS3 and PS4. Um, but I like the X series more. I, like, it was like my formation of what was cool. Um, mm. But you're right. They haven't figured out how to me- put that into the modern age. And that's why Capcom has abandoned Mega Man franchise mostly. Yeah. Um, in the era of like their remakes and reboots that they're doing. We're not really seeing much Mega Man. We see like collections. Yeah. Like we had the Mega Man Network collection. We had the Mega Man Zero collection yeah. and stuff. The only thing I could see them really making Mega Man fun again is make it to a mobile game, but don't be dicks about it and have DLC. Just like just charge the person two ninety nine to get Mega Man One, like each Mega Man on a mobile device, so you can just play it and then be done with it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. 
Okay, that, that brings the conclusion to the Capcom one because I want to talk about Final Fantasy 16 and we're going long. Yeah, yeah. Um, what would you give the letter grade? I'm I'm giving it a C. I'm it's not like say, the worst conference I've ever seen, think, but like it's not very good. Yeah, it's Capcom. They're are unfortunately have a smaller studio, so yeah, C. Kind of curious about Exoprimal, yeah. and that's pretty much. Yeah, I think Pragmata and Exoprimal are the two. I'm like, all right, okay, okay. Yep. Um. But yeah. Uh, and I just want to remind everyone. Fuck you, Dragon Dogma. Oh, no! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that one person is like, I'll kill you! No, it's actually, um, I think it's a cult following, so, yeah, well, fuck. Yeah, it's a, it has a cult following. I, I said that to Ploof, I think, after the PlayStation Showcase when they first showed it off. I was like, looks so generic. He's like, hold on, David. It's actually awesome. And I was like... You know what? Okay, cool. I think maybe next year or when there's another show, we should get Ploof on here just to see what he yeah. says. Because he... I would love to. Ploof, Ploof used to work for a game studio before joining LMG, so... He yeah. he knows a thing or two. Granted, I want him to fight back because he might be like, "Oh yeah, I guess that makes sense." <laughs> you have to get him on the right day. You let him smoke some pot, and he'll be a little more combat. <laughs> um, what did we're gonna move on? Yeah, we're gonna yeah. move to Final Fantasy sixteen demo. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna talk pretty openly about story beats. So if you guys are trying to say totally spoil unspoiled, okay. Well, I mean, okay. To be fair, I, okay, fine. I won't. Yeah. Fine, I won't. Let's, let's go really you general. you haven't finished the demo. Because, yeah, so yeah. here's the thing. Viewers, listeners. Yeah, so tell me yeah, your impressions of the bit you've played. Yeah, so I got up to probably like 20, 30 minutes into it, and I was hoping yeah. for some fighting. Um, There was none. I know it's coming, and I know what it looks like, and it looks really sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I am really excited for the storyline, but it's it feels kind of weird. <laughs> it's because... Um, no, I'll just spoil to what I what I have, but it's not really spoilers. Everything's kind of like I mean, still in the introduction stage of the game. Um, it seems yeah. For, for the people who haven't played it, the demo is basically the first hour and a half, two hours of the game. Yeah, so it's like literally the start of the game, and you just play until kind of a chapter break, and yeah. then it's like thanks for playing. And you, also, your progress does save over, so don't don't yes. worry. Have to restart Huge. it, which is really yeah. big. This is the reason why I'm playing it. Um, it feels like. They were like, oh, everyone really likes that Game of Thrones. Um, let us put it into Final Fantasy world. Because here's the thing. Um, it's really weird to see Final Fantasy characters swear. Um, yeah, it was weird. I was the like, guy's like, fuck, 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 fuck. I'm like, whoa, 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 dude. Like, that's weird. And then there's a one woman, she goes, Oh, you cock. And then Jilly was like, What? I'm like, what is going on? And it gets super sexual. I'm like, whoa, this is like one, like one family tree away from being like uh game of Thrones. Like this is yeah, like, like a Lannister family reunion. Yeah. I was like, whoa, 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 crazy. But here's the thing. I'm pretty excited because it looks badass. Granted, it does the typical Japanese bullshit stuff right at the start where it's like, oh, there's a fight scene, but all you can do is two things shoot fireballs and dodge and you can't do anything else. yeah and it goes on for a long time it goes too. on for way like, too long okay. yeah it goes on way too okay. long <laughs> and i mean that ah, i can't spoil anything you gotta fucking finish yeah um yeah i i played i've finished it i played the whole intro bit yeah. and then it'll unlock kind of like a vertical slice that you'll play that's like later in the game and so you have more ability so it kind of gives you a chance to try out like yeah what it'll be like to have a full complement of magic yeah um I was actually when I started, I was a little bit worried. I was like, oh, the storytelling's like not the best. Like it almost feels like they're rushing through the beats to get you to the good stuff. Yeah. And once they, they got to the good stuff, I was like, oh shit, I'm so fucking hooked, yeah. man. I'm so in. Yeah. 
But like, there's like the little details that often like big RPG games get wrong. Mm. Um, like they'll like between two characters talking, there's just like a split second too long of a delay. Because yeah. in most conversations, there's a kind of like a natural like cadence of like, okay, I'm finishing up, and then you're ramping up, ready to speak. But because these games are recorded with these people isolated by themselves, yeah. talking into a mic and recording all their lines in a few days, and then the other person comes in and records all the lines. There's always like a stiltedness, and I got a little worried early on that like there would be that like yeah. that awkward storytelling. But the voice performances are really good. Like the guy who plays Clive, mm. dude can sound like he's in the worst pain I've ever heard. Really, like emotional yeah. and physical. I was like, oh fuck, dude's like fucked up, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I so I'll do. I'll do complaint. My my one complaint of the demo yeah. is that I was like a little bit worried about the stilted storytelling, but they don't really give you enough opportunity to explore what the combat could be. Yeah. Um. And so I've seen that complaint online online a lot. Like, oh, it's so simple, it's so shallow. And I'm like, it's a demo. It's the first two hours of the game. It's a demo. Like, they're just yeah, it's a demo. They're just giving you a little taste. Yeah. It's obviously going to be more challenging, more difficult. Um. But I did find myself even in the two hours plus the vertical slice being like. I just want to get through these mobs and get to the boss fights. Cause once the boss fights happen it's fucking crazy shit, man, yeah. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. But all the mobs in between, you're just like, come on. I'm, I'm like, just, okay. I'm really, but just, I think it'll, it, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no, no go ahead. Oh uh, yeah. So I'm just, I'm just like more really curious of like how everything's working because you know, there's a couple things that I am interested in because the combat system apparently has been retooled. Thank God. Um, to be similar to a fighting game. Like that's what I've heard, and it from what I've seen, and maybe you can confirm this. It seems like they have done it, done its justice. Like it feels not quite like Final Fantasy 15, which that was just a square button masher, um, which was super boring. Well, a square and triangle, and then but this one feels like you those combos or those pairing and like what what's that been like? Um, so I think that it's got the core elements that could come together and be like absolutely awesome. It feels. It's so the combat is designed by the guy who did Devil May Cry 5's combat, and it feels kind of Devil May Cry to me. They flip the buttons like in Devil May Cry, uh, square is your gun, and I think triangle is your regular attack. Yeah. And it's more regular here where square is your attack, triangle is like your range. Yeah. Um, but then there's modifiers where it's like, okay, you hold R2, and then all of a sudden you're selecting your magic abilities. You can swap between three equipped magic abilities. You have your dash, uh, and then some of your like one of your magic abilities is a block. Yeah. And so you can kind of combo parries and blocking and counters and all these things yeah. uh and i found it really rewarding it was the demo is very easy yeah um because it's the first two hours of the game yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and so i saw a lot of people complaining be like oh i'm gonna breeze through this maybe uh there's like, gonna be a new game plus yeah um but i also think like it's probably gonna get more complex where you have to use more and more abilities yeah. like there's elemental there's like elementals tied to the magic you're using yeah but they don't even get into that in the demo of like weaknesses yeah. and you know how the interplay between that. So I think there'll be more and more systems added as you as you play. Because yep. in the demo, every almost every combat encounter is a tutorial, and they're like, "Hey, this is something you can do." And you're like, "Cool." cool. Uh, actually, well, here's one thing too, because it feels like they are kind of like it sounds, listeners, viewers. They it sounds really complex. Um, but from what I've was when you start off, there is a action mode and a story mode, and I'm gonna assume you are like me who selected action mode. I haven't tried yeah. to combat yet, but I'm going to assume if you click on story mode, which if you just want to experience a, a really 
from what I've told, what I've seen so far, it is Final Fantasy, but it's super dark because I saw a guy get crushed. Yeah, dark medieval you, fantasy. You literally see a guy. You'll see some shit, man. Yeah, you You'll literally see, some shit. see a rock crush a man. It's not like cartoony where you just see rock. You see rock and then blood. Uh, so I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, whoa. And that was like kind of like near the beginning with the party that you're in. Uh, so I was like, holy yeah. shit. Um, but it's it it seems like the storyline is going to be crazy because to add on to that, apparently the developers um, got a little bit lost in the story. So they had to actually make a document, a little like Jesus. tree a document because uh the like those like arcs and their story ties and everything so i'm like oh this is that that hearing reading that first before playing this confirms that this is going to be probably a very game of thrones style (laughs) story yeah it definitely feels like i think it's a pretty fair comparison to be like Mm. there is game of thrones inspiration it's dark political fantasy where it's like multiple kingdoms betrayals assassinations this that kind of thing Um, I think it'll be its own thing. Like, it doesn't feel like it's like, you know, they were like, we want to make Game of Thrones, but like Japanese. Yeah. I think it was more that kind of Game of Thrones is a pretty natural dark fantasy angle. Yeah. Um, and so I think that there's, I think it'll get there. Uh, and I, hopefully it had like, that's one of the things Final Fantasy does really well is have interesting lore and unique takes. Uh, and the big thing in this world is that each world has like a, big crystal or a lot like the powerful kingdoms have a big crystal mm. uh and there's like a representative of each one that's like uh this gifted by an icon i think it's like the which dominant is kind of a traditional I think it's called a, the dominant is the person gifted, yeah, yeah. i believe um and so they're like they can be the summon mm. so like this kingdom is phoenix but there's like a titan one there's a an ifrit one there's a shiva and they're all kind of different kingdoms and so yeah. it's Game of Thrones, if every kingdom had, you know, one dragon, but the dragons were all different. Yeah. Because um, it, it, also, and it all, looks yeah. pretty fucking crazy. Yeah. It's like so far, I haven't seen really anything um, similar to Final Fantasy usual lore universe other than um, the summons so far, like those Shiva. Yeah. But I think giant, cri- yeah, and giant crystals. Yeah. Is, and the is Titans. Like the other, like, uh, I'm, I think yeah, there's, so, there's already Chocobos and there's a the guy named Sid. So. Sick. Okay. Cool. Like, I'm, I'm, ha- I'm happy about that. Um. Yeah. So I, I mean, like, it's this is going to be the probably the biggest departure from any Final Fantasy you've ever played. Um. Just yeah. for my first two minutes, like you literally see a battle. Like, it, this is not really spoiling anything. It's like the first five minutes. Uh. It's like the first five minutes. Yeah. yeah. You see a battle scene, and yeah, you see people literally get bludgeoned. This is probably the first Final Fantasy that's going to be eighteen plus. Like, I, oh, it's a, it's a mature. Yeah. yeah in North America, it's uh. Yeah, it is the first f- mature Final Fantasy, and it's it's interesting. I don't yeah. hate it, and uh, yeah, it is definitely a little bit jarring. You're right, like you know, people being sexy and stuff, like not like yeah, you know, the way anime is sexy and yeah. like pervy. It's like no two people like you know thrusting and like okay, yeah, you're like <laughs> oh. so um, so um parents um be a little bit careful about this. If your kid tries to say, oh, it's like Final Fantasy 15 that I played a couple of years ago. It is not. Yep. They are lying to you. So it's much darker. Yeah, it's super but dark. uh, overall, I would say it is. If you have a PS5, there's literally no reason not to play the demo unless you're saving yourself for the main game. But it is the main game. It's just the first hour and a half, yeah. two hours of the you main might, game. You so might as well you can just get an early start. Isn't the game coming out tomorrow? No, next week. 
So next Thursday. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't got that far. Everything. Oh, here was the thing that kind of made me stop. Like, because the first opening sequence, you see two summons fight, which is sweet. Yep. Um, It just blew me away. I, I had to like, like I'm watching this, but I kind of had an out of body experience going. I used to play this back when it was on the Super Nintendo and it was 16 bit and you see pixels and you have to use your imagination. Now yep. you have almost photorealistic battles and terrain and mm-hmm. voice acting and everything. And I'm like, we have gone like a far ways. And granted, I'm feeling the same way watching this as when I used to play Final Fantasy 7 and 97. So sure, yeah. I'm like going, I wonder what I think because I think the engine they're using is the Fox engine from Square. It's Square's proprietary engine, I remember. I think it's the crystal engine. Yeah. Because Fox is the oh, Fox is Konami, Konami one. one. Yeah. So it's like it's Square's mm-hmm. engine that they showcased like years ago. And it's looking pretty awesome. And I just hope they just don't do the Final Fantasy 15 thing and just rush the end. Because that super suck. And I because I really like Final Fantasy 15 until the end. And it sucked so much. Granted, I kind of understand the story, and I don't understand the story at the same time. I think that it won't be. I feel like this one is important to them to get it right, and it's like a complete game at launch. Because I think part of what ruins 15 is that it wasn't complete. Like, the story wasn't yeah. done at launch. Like, they, you need to play the DLC to get the full story. And I'm like, fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. The game's not ready until it's complete. And, like, you can do episodics, but, like, it was, I feel, I felt misled playing 15 at launch mm-hmm. and being like, oh, this is not a finished yeah. game. 15 starts fucking um, strong and it just yeah. flops. But I'm, I'm glad yeah. that the 15 had to stumble. So 16 can hopefully fly. Granted, uh, we're not going to review this game like the day after we not play this. It's going to be like at least a month plus until we finally Probably. have some stuff. Well, yeah, because remember reviewers like professional reviewers already have the game and they're playing through it right now whereas we're gonna get it at the same time as you and we're gonna have to yeah. take the month so we have full-time jobs yeah granted it, so. also if Please. you have any questions of things you want to talk about in the game feel free to email us or draw go to the patreon patreon.com let's wing it and just start a discussion there or i'll make a q a yeah. thread and we will do stuff and like play around like hey john i'm interested or hey david i'm interested in this yeah. part and we'll play around and see what that's like because and give you okay. our honest opinions about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, you know, maybe maybe we'll taking ourselves a little bit more seriously in the podcast because um, spoiler alert, um, we have a company joining us in this thing. So it's starting to get a little bit more professional. And also the last couple yeah. YouTube videos kind of really um, popped off amazingly. Cool. So, uh, yeah, um, we're not changing the format. But uh, those those no. those certain things we're gonna just tweak because we're having fun with this though. I'm still having fun. Yeah, but yeah, and success is fun. Yeah, I love success. Success. And if you want to share in our success, email us at let's wing it pod. No, let's wing it twenty two at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, and then at let's wing it pod on Twitter. Uh, like you said, patreon.com slash let's wing it is our Patreon. Uh, go sub to us there. You get the episode a few days early. Uh, except not this week because it's just crazy. We had life. Um, life life happened. Yeah, life. Yeah, life. Uh, but uh, I think that's farewell until next week, folks. Yeah, and next week I'll talk about you. Uh, my my Tesla my Tesla and a Tesla purchasing experience <laughs> in New Jersey, Hell and yeah. tell you how 
uh, a socialist country like Canada has make it very simple and easy. And uh, a free market um, American system made it stupid complicated. So much worse. Oh, I love it. All right. I will see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye.